0: Oh hi! Hey, how are you? We should probably, you know, what I'm like, hey, you, the Monty, Monty showing show stuff truth
1: in sports talk streaming. Okay. When you want unbiased no. opinions about your yeah. favorite team it's without the open, spin, all you Turn have the to do up. is find the Monty yeah, Show. Okay. Streaming live and available 24 hours a day, seven uh-huh. days a week 20, on YouTube. Seven days a week too. And now here's Monty.
0: Yeah. Uh, the show already started <laughs> up here. You know, some days three o'clock just shows up at like 10 o'clock in the morning. The Mati Show, presented by our good friends at The Advocates, theadvocates.com. And you guys, The Advocates are working with The Road Home. Yes, they are the best injury attorneys in the business. Yes, um, they are your only option when it comes to workman's comp because there's nothing in workman's comp law, situations, injuries that the experts at The Advocates haven't seen. You know that already. Find them at theadvocates.com. Chat with an attorney for free but they are doing something really important. You see on the screen a Venmo address, whether you have a dollar, $5, a million dollars, please contribute to the advocates. They're working with The Road Home, one of the leading homeless advocacy groups in the country. The Road Home is trying to raise money to send kids to school, and I mean basic necessities like socks, shoes, pants. They want kids to have multiple pairs of underwear. Think about that. That's what homeless kids battle every day in this country. Contribute on Venmo. Hit them up. Advocates donations on Venmo. That money goes right to the road home to help homeless kids be equipped properly for school. That's what you love about the advocates, you guys. I know a lot of uh, people say that they're trying to help their communities. When you look at the advocates, they are putting money right back into the communities they serve. This is such a good thing. I know you're probably here to talk Pac-12 TV Death Star. I totally understand that. But I'm asking you to take 30 seconds, open up Venmo and shoot a donation over to the advocates. You see it on the screen, advocates donations on Venmo. Just say, hey, homeless kids, The Monty Show, let them know that you heard about us on The Monty Show. Uh, We appreciate you guys doing that. Hello to everybody that's here. It's great to be with you. Yes, we have a massive update. Uh, Just before the show, we talked to a source of ours uh, in the television industry to try and get some clarity. There are multiple conflicting reports on what's happening with the Pac-12 TV deal. Um, Heather Dinich at ESPN tweeted moments ago um, in a tweet I have not seen, by the way, but tweeted moments ago that a Pac-12 TV deal is imminent. Ross Dellinger, who now works for Yahoo, Stuart Mandel, who works for The Atlantic, or The Athletic, excuse me, both saying that no TV deal is imminent. Our sources in the television industry tell us that it is expected by most people that in the next 10 days, there will be a TV deal. Texting and talking to people right before the show today um, we are hearing that a TV deal is close. And again, Stuart Mandel is a guy that I respect a lot, um, as my phone will not stand upright right now. Okay, that's cool. You know, I mean, you're just over here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just having one of those days. Uh-huh. Uh, but Stuart Mandel at The Athletic is, is a guy that I really trust. And Stuart Mandel tweeted moments ago that that no TV deal is expected. There will be no Pac-12 TV deal to announce at Friday's media deal, in part because, quote, we've seen folks coming to the table that were not at the table six months ago. NBC, USA Network, via NBC Universal, as we told you about. Um, that's Stewart's tweet. I, you know, it, Heather Dinich is somebody that I worked with at ESPN. Um, I take her word as gospel. When it comes to college football, because Heather is somebody that um, does not uh, does not play games. And Heather um, saying that there is no Pac-12 TV deal Friday, but one is imminent. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you make all this, Jake? Because it seems like from what our sources are telling us, it's coming within the next 10 days. They have the basic framework. Their struggle has been getting all of these 10 remaining presidents to sign a grant of rights. There is a new board of directors in place, as you guys are well aware. Um, we're going to talk about some Arizona awkwardness here in a minute. But what do you make of this? Because it it feels like the same old Pac-12 TV deal talk.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's another day, another dollar. I mean, it's another day, another new, fresh media member. No disrespect to Heather Dinich; She does great work. But another media member uh, saying that they'll have a media deal in the next 10 days. I mean, that's what we've been hearing for uh, forever, it seems like. So not to discredit what she's saying, but I just will believe it when I see it. I I think that... You know, this conversation is so tired. It's so uh, just dragged out. And, and you know, I understand that maybe the, the market isn't as ripe with suitors as it once was uh, when the Big 12 got their deal or maybe even before that. But at the same time, you know, I, I think that's partially an excuse. I think that, you know, there would be there's always suitors for something that's wanted. And, and I don't think that the Pac-12 is necessarily heavily wanted right now.
0: Yeah, and I think what you're looking at is uh, Heather Dinich uh, wrote a story um, at ESPN.com in which she said that, uh, as you can see on the screen, PAC-12 expects to re- release details of its highly anticipated media rights deal in the, quote, near future. Um, she has a source telling her, and again, I worked with Heather Dinich in my time at ESPN. I She is the gold standard. In college football, like the the connections that Heather has as a professional are second to none. She says, uh, a source told her, quote, our 10 schools have been ridiculously patient. And I would agree with that. They say the patience is about to pay off. I don't know if that's what that means. I still maintain that as we sit here that I have to on some level believe that i think 30 40 50 million dollars is outrageous i i just don't see how that's possible like all the hubbub over this Brett Yormark uh comment last week uh at Big 12 Media Days mm-hmm. saying that if if the Big 12 was trying to do a deal today that
2: the deal they got last year probably doesn't exist the media market today isn't what it was when we did our deal in the fall and I am just so thrilled that we got our deal done early because I'm not sure if I didn't do that deal then that that deal exists today you know there's an opportunity cost to chasing a deal you know if I was right. in the if I had been in the market all year chasing a deal all the things that we talked about earlier and right. I addressed yesterday wouldn't have happened Cause i would have been i would have had a singular focus on one thing the fact that we were able to get that thing done early and in 90 days gave us the latitude and the ability to chase all the other things we're doing now so we 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 really leveraged that moment uh, to the extent that we could and it's built incredible mom- momentum for us
0: well i mean is he talking about the pac-12 or the big 12. Um, I think he's talking about both because I think Brett Yormark is painfully aware uh, that there is no big deal to be done for the Pac-12 right now. And, you know, listen again, I am not disparaging Heather Dinich or Stuart Mandel or anybody else in this business. We talk to sources that are very well placed. And I still have yet to hear anybody bring me a number that exceeds $20 million. I've not heard that one time. I've told you on this show the same thing I heard today, $19.7 million is the number. And if they get more than that, it's it's out of left field. And I think when you look at the likely partners in this scenario, I don't see how they how they get to 30, 35 million dollars, which is what is being bandied about. Mm-hmm. Right now that the Pac 12, if you go cop on Twitter. They're getting $30 to $35 million a year per school. I hope that's true because that keeps all 10 members of the the PAC-12 together and it allows them to expand with SMU and San Diego State. If that is in fact true, I have a hard time believing it's $30 to $35 million because I don't know where that money comes from. It, it, It is, we are hearing again, Heather Dinich said this today, that it is partial linear and partial streaming. We've been talking about that for almost a year now. Almost a year now, t- eight months now, we've been hearing that it's partial linear and partial streaming, that's not new. My question is, where's the 30 to $35 million coming from? And hey, maybe I just don't know what the hell I'm talking about. I can't find somebody to tell me it's 30 to 35 million and we're asking, we are asking. We have we have worked our ass off the last what year to build a sourcing network on this and i can't find a single of the dozen sources we have in the tv industry who will tell me it's 30 to 35 million so i wish and i hope and i dream that that is true because i think that's better for college football i think that's better for the pac-12 if it is in fact 30 to 35 million then we're on a level playing field Right then, the Pac-12 can move ahead, expand, build platforms, build programs, try to figure out how to win a basketball game. Like <laughs> all the things that the Pac-12 has struggled with over the last couple of years, they will have the ability to do that because you're not going to lose Arizona and Colorado if it's 30 to 35 million dollars. So I hope that it is. I just don't believe that's the number. I I, I don't, and maybe maybe I'm too much of a pessimist, and I know that Pac-12 fans are running out the big 12 anon bullshit. But hey, say what you want to say. Call it what you want to call it. You tell me who's bringing 30 to $35 million to the table. Because um, I can't find it. Because if it's ESPN, how does it make sense for ESPN to share streaming rights when you know that there's not enough butter for all the toast thank you. to go around in the streaming business you know. right now? And you know, listen to all the Pac-12 folks talking about how ESPN's going out of business. That's the other thing that's being floated out there that ESPN's struggling, they're trying to sell it off and like all the spin and negativity around ESPN. You think all of a sudden they're gonna start sharing content when they're struggling and going out of business, which by the way, they're not and they're not. And they won't. So I just don't know where all this comes from. And again, I sit here and I... I tell you, as honestly as I can tell you, as passionately as I can tell you, as genuinely as I can tell you, I hope it's true. I hope that the Pac-12 gets 30 to $35 million a year. I hope they prosper. I hope they grow. I hope this conference finally leaves all of this BS behind. But, Jake, I just don't see how that happens here.
1: Yeah, I mean, I just don't know where where the the influx of cash is going to come from. And hey, maybe maybe NBC Universal comes through with something, you know? Maybe I mean maybe that's the play. I mean, we've heard that for, you know, for a good little bit uh that, you know, NBC Universal is is around. Um and maybe they come through, but I'm just telling you, again, no disrespect to Heather, but everybody has said this. I mean, again, this isn't This isn't new stuff, right? Like, hey, they're going to have it in the next 10 days. Great. We've been saying that since Christmas. I mean, legitimately. Like, we've been saying that for months now. So to me, like, it's not surprising that the week of their media day, we're getting somebody in the Pac-12, right? Sources. Somebody. Saying that the media deal is coming in the next 10 days. So for me, like I said, this doesn't change a whole lot. I think Heather does great work, but this doesn't change a lot for me. I I still maintain, that the conference is going backwards, I still maintain that it is a rather embarrassing look not to have your media deal done by your media day, right? Because media day is sort of that benchmark day on the calendar where it's like, okay, has the season started yet? No, but media day just happened. Season's right around the corner. So you would have liked to have come into your media day with a deal and so the fact that you don't have that is is kind of a struggle and my other thing here is i don't know why the pac 12 wants to keep pushing that narrative of hey next 10 days next 10 days you know a month from now a couple weeks from now right like we've heard a different version of that for months as i was saying and i've always been curious as to why the conference feels the need to constantly push a timeline because The first time you say, hey, it's going to be 10 days and it doesn't work out, okay, that's one thing, right? If you did it once, but it just didn't work out, you let it die, don't talk about it, totally get it. But this has been repeated, and not only has it been repeated, it's been repeated by different people in the conference. So that's why I say this isn't just like one guy. This isn't just like, you know, Kirk Schultz, right, Washington State. It's not like Kirk is the only one saying it. Right, You have multiple people saying, hey, it's going to be done in the next 10 days or the next month or whatever the case may be, and it's not done. Yeah. So so that's why I say like, I I respect the reporting, but I'll believe it when I see it. And again, I will believe that this conference is surviving when I see a media deal done and a grant of rights done. Because again, the other piece of reporting in this other Dinich article is that the PAC-12 has pre-negotiated their grants of rights and that's all uh, apparently agreed to. And my point in that is, is how are you going to agree to something when you don't have a deal?
0: How are you going to... And like, what, what? keep that in your, in your mind. Where have we heard this before? We heard this from John Canzano. And who else did we hear this from? Kirk Schultz essentially hinted at it. And Kirk Schultz has been wrong on this at just about every single turn. And the 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 issue that I have is if we're gonna believe Kirk Schultz, like how do you get away? Like how do you get away from Kirk Schultz talking about um, you know, streaming is important or you know, this one to ten, the infamous one to ten a deal gets done?
3: On a scale of one to ten what uh do you believe that you'll actually get there at the end of june um what who are you talking to <laughs> um no sorry um <laughs> sorry moment of levity <laughs> right. um, yeah just because yeah. you know I, it would i mean it's kind of been a little bit of like it's I, not, I i know that's why i don't like to talk to the media about this because i yeah. already said i think it's imminent and it's been imminent you know for three months i put it at probably to a seven So
0: okay. Yeah. I mean listen, I love my dude Kurt Schultz. He he is he is a fountain of content. Mm-hmm. But he's talking about it's imminent, it's going to happen and he's been saying that for 6 months. And now all of a sudden Heather Dinich is saying the exact same thing that Kenzano said who we already know talks to Kurt Schultz allegedly. <laughs> like it's it, it's tough to to buy it, lock stock and barrel. It, it it's tough yeah. to buy into that Yeah, with all due respect. And I look at guys like Stuart Mandel. I look at guys like Brett McMurphy and Ross Dellinger and Heather Dinich. And these are some really good journalists we're talking about that Ross Dellinger wound up at Yahoo. Amen, dude. I am soaked because Ross Dellinger is one of the best, but this sounds a lot, a lot, a lot like what's been coming out of Washington state for months. Yep. Like, am I wrong about no, that? I, like, I, think, I, I
1: think that's what I'm saying. I think it's the same messaging. I think, you know, again, it's, 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 uh, it, it's akin to, you know, when I think about messaging in college football in the big picture, the things we hear every year. Hey, uh, the Pac-12 is going to get a new deal. Hey, Texas is going to be good. Hey, Lincoln Riley's going to win a national championship. Hear it every year. I'll believe it when I see it, dude. I will believe it when I see it. Yeah. And, again, I, that's why I say, like, like, notice at Big 12 Media Day, you didn't have any conjecture. You didn't have any any gray area because there was no gray area to be had, right? Like, that's what I mean when I say the Big 12 is just in this better position than the Pac-12. The Big 12 is able to talk about all these great things. I mean, like Brett said in that clip we played, the Big 12 is able to, uh, um, you know, leverage opportunities because they got the deal done so quickly. Just the same way they were able to do that is the same way the Pac-12 is not able to create new opportunities and not able to build momentum forward. And that's why I say any media member, uh, and and again, this, is, this applies, in my opinion, to everybody. Anyone saying that a Pac-12 deal is imminent or is about to happen or is right around the corner, great. That's cool. And admittedly, Heather has not been on this beat, like on this particular topic. She has not been all over this particular topic. Right, so she's kind of the newest one talking about a deal is going to get done, but again, like I, I just can't believe it until I see it, and I know I've said that a few times, but that's just where we're at with this, man. Like, I, I, like, like if you'd have said, hey, this person, Bobby Robbins or or Prime or who the hell ever, told me that the deal is imminent, okay, then I could put more credence to this because someone was willing to come on the record, and I'm not questioning her sources. I'm just simply saying that. That when someone's coming to, willing to come on the record and tell you, "Hey, I believe that that a deal is going to be done soon," well, okay, we need to give that a little more credence, right? We need to give that a little more legs. But this is more of the same, and and I just don't know that this is like breaking news or anything crazy.
0: Yeah, I I, I would be stunned if Heather Dinich is reporting this. She's talking to somebody who's telling her that. I just I think the world of her as a professional, and it, and again that doesn't probably mean shit to you, but I think she is a phenomenal reporter. I just this just feels, again this just feels very different than than everything that's been happening. And I also hear that you know reading reading her story, leaders throughout college athletics have been paying close attention to the Pac-12 and waiting for months to see how if at all a new deal could further impact conference realignment. Okay, well that's not new. We know that, yeah, right. Like, I, and I don't disagree with you. I think that the problem for me is we're hearing that there's a deal imminent, but yet new suitors have come to the table, and we know that the Pac-12, as we exclusively reported on the show, re-engaged with NBC Universal to try and get a deal done with USA Network. So how's the deal imminent if we got new suitors at the table? That's the problem that I have, right? And. and this is all that's going to be talked about Friday at Pac-12 Media Days. This as it, is it should
1: be. They made their bed. Now it's time to lay in it. This, this is, is what, it. This is what you deserve. And
0: by the way, ESPN's reporting it's imminent but won't be done by Friday. Multiple sources, as we've mentioned here, are reporting that no deal will be announced this week, but, which in my opinion is a disaster. So wait,
1: no deal is going to be done this week, but the deal is imminent. Okay, we need to redefine what imminent yeah. means. Imminent means that, hey, in the next week, in the next couple of days, in my opinion, in a business sense, when you use the word imminent in business processing terms on this level, yeah. that would mean that a deal is going to be announced in the next couple of days. Like, today's Tuesday. Okay, by Friday it'll be announced. A deal's imminent. Imminent does not mean 30 to 40 days from now. That's not imminent. That's that's like being... there. I would rather someone say, hey, the Pac-12... Like, if Heather came out and said, hey, the Pac-12 has now progressed to a point where they have a partner willing to invest um, at a level that the Pac-12 is good with, and they're negotiating terms on top of that, like years and distribution and all that good stuff, that would be great. That would be breaking news, in my opinion. If you came out and said, hey, dude, the Pac-12 and NBC have agreed on a number... But now they're working on channels and all this other stuff. Okay, now we got breaking news. Now we yeah. got something to work with. But, but this this imminent stuff is just not. It's just not.
0: But I would also say, man, I hope it's true. I really hope it's true because, I think that's what I think. This two conference discussion we've had for a couple of months now. Wow. I think it's terrible. I think it's absolutely terrible for college football to be going to any kind of 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 two conference system. I'm openly rooting, and I know it pisses Big Twelve fans off. I'm openly rooting for the the the, the Pac twelve to survive. I know that disappoints you. I'm openly rooting for it. And I'm and I I, I say that because if the Pac twelve survives and they can add San Diego State and somebody else, because again, I'm not I'm not your SMU homie. I am much SMU more about Tulane. Money. I'm much more about Tulane. And I know that SMU, according to the great radio wizard in the Northwest, is going to pay $70 million as an entry fee, Mm -hmm. which is not happening. I get it. But I think college football is far better off when you are talking about major P5 conferences surviving. Yeah. And I I think that's the reality. Thank you, Cleveland Rocks, who gave us $20. Appreciate that. Scott Andrews gives us $10 today to say, my favorite show is on Jakey Two holes and the soon-to-be-dead Mormon. <laughs> this guy. Also, nothing against Heather, but the pack has been saying in the near future for months. You're and exactly right. I think right. that's
1: the tough part, and I, and, I, and I think for folks like Heather who have just had an incredible career, and as you said, are the gold standard cuz i agree with that. Heather Dinich is outstanding. Yes. I mean, you know, obviously does amazing work and 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 i think that's what's tough is like, you know, you cover this conference and you cover the media deal situation uh or lack thereof obviously and 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 you feel as a media member and as a writer Im- implored in a sense to put out content, to report what you're being told but unfortunately She's being given the same round of crap, in my opinion, that everybody's been given. I think that's very true. This sounds an awful lot like Kirk Schultz. And so, if you're Heather, it's a guess. Like, but... like, like, look at this choice. If you're Heather, if you're Heather, hey, don't put anything out, don't report this, or report it because you're a reporter. And it's the same thing people have been told for months on months.
0: Rocking and a hard choice. place. Yeah. Rocking a hard place, Riley O'Brien. How are you? He says, "Hey, Monty." Shout out to you and Jake. Love you guys and love the Monty show. Appreciate it. Thank you, uh, Laura Weiss. How the heck are you? Good to see you. The next month isn't in the near future or <laughs> That's imminent. I'm Say
1: it, bro. Like, come on, man.
0: Right, uh, Spangler. How are you? She's just missing the context when she used the word imminent. Yeah, no. truth. Uh, Big Twelve fans are charming, ultra soft. Well. But I understand why Big Twelve fans—I don't know—that are Big Twelve fans rooting for the the Pac-12 to disintegrate. I don't know. I, I don't that know.
2: That's feels the right I that think, feels strong. That feels strong to Big me. Big
1: Twelve fans want to pick up the Pac-12's best brands. I mean, let's be real about this, right? Like, hey, we're not. Hey, we're not voting or rooting for the Pac-12 to fail. But man, if we could get Arizona, ASU, Utah, and Colorado, we would be over the moon about it. Like, come on, dude. We know what Big 12 fans want. And I don't blame you for that. They're great brands. Not at all. They'd be huge value adds to your conference.
0: Yeah. I I just. Can I just be candid with you and tell you I'm tired of all of this? (laughs) Like, I'm not here for this today. I I was all tuned up and ready to rip San Diego State a new one. I know,
1: dude. I was
0: all tuned up and ready to say that Brett Yormark was poking fun at the Mm Pac-12 and that Heather freaking Dinage and Ross Dellinger have to show up and ruin the whole damn show. Dilly, dilly. Dilly, dilly. dilly. Right? Like, because I just don't believe, I don't believe that a deal is imminent. Yeah. I, I don't. And I think, I think what Ross tweeted is, is, is much more accurate in that, Uh, The Pac-12 will not announce a new TV deal this week, likely extending into August and the league's year-long pursuit of rights package. The conference holds its football media day on Friday in Vegas. So let me get this right. Ross, who
1: I think is incredibly credible on this topic... I think he's been outstanding.
0: Welcome. And by the way, uh, he's at Yahoo Sports. Please follow him, Ross Dellinger, yeah. on on Twitter. Yeah, that's a must follow if you're that's a one of our fan. one of our favorite dudes. So
1: it's July 18th, and Ross Dellinger's tweeting about the idea that this is gonna bleed into August. And August. And we have you other guys, people saying said, the deal's August.
0: imminent. August look at that. The conference holds its annual football media day. On Friday, like, uh, likely extending into August, the league's year-long pursuit of rights package. Too bad. I, I, this is unbelievable. Yeah. It's unbelievable. So that's why I say. Again, it it,
1: it it comes off sounding like I, I, I'm i trying to hate on Heather's work. I'm not trying to hate not on at Heather's all. work. I just think it's the same thing. And it does kind of, you know, to, to kind of what you were getting at, Like it does kind of make me feel like whoever she's talking to, is is someone in the in the hey the Pac-12's great, we're the best, you know, we're gonna we're gonna get a huge deal,
0: you know, thought. And I'm just not in that thought. This conference, though, like look at this. This is the tweet they the conference, Jason shear of Wildcat Country, mm-hmm. the uh Arizona reporter. Thankfully, screenshots yeah. this tweet this morning. Get ready for the new these new head coaches to make their Pac-12 football media day debuts. Anybody want to point out what's wrong with this? Um. Well, that's Deion Sanders, yeah, new coach. Can't miss him, right? Prime. Well, that's Kenny Dillingham in Arizona State, right? The right, new coach. Right. Hey, look, it's Jed Fish from Arizona. Who the f- is that guy? Do, wait, I. But Jet, Jet, Fi- wait, Jet Fish is is new at Arizona. Arizona's gonna
2: have a place to go. Mm-hmm. and that's what i tell our recruits we'll be all right that's what i tell our donors <laughs> that's what i tell our families of you know current personnel mm-hmm. we have a great brand and we have a great basketball program we have a great softball program a great baseball program and i believe we have the opportunity to have an incredible football program yeah. we're fine yeah where we play <laughs> our road games we'll wait and see for our president but um we are locked in and loaded for this season and um we're gonna try to just be where our feet are which is right now in the pack 10.
0: bro (laughs) and there's jet fish in the bottom right of that picture in the pack pack 10 10. bro like how does the pack 10
2: pack 10
0: continue to fuck things like this up jet fish is not he was that he was there last year he was there like already time to fire the interns. They've been here 15 minutes. Dude. Right? Dude, like, uh, it's right. How do you get Jed Fish in Arizona? And again, I just go back and say, how is Bobby Robbins on the board of directors?
2: Whoever came up with that shit need to be fired.
0: And now you're poking the bear. Literally. The, the, I,
2: you're, how do you make
0: that mistake? How do you make that mistake? Yeah. I don't understand this conference. Yeah. And now my phone and my DMs are blowing up with, yeah, we haven't heard that 30 to $35 million number either. Oh. Nobody's heard on par. I, I, this, this is crazy. Raider oh. Mark. Um, Raider Mark says it's even more than a year, Ross. It is. Yeah, dude. More than a year. But you know what, Raider Mark? It's an interesting question. It's an interesting question. Who put the Pac-12 in this position? Sure. Larry Scott, mismanagement, money, Comcast, your mom. Like I totally get it. Right. But isn't ESPN largely responsible for this? Because you hear the comments, you hear the comments that Brett your mark made. Right? You you hear them. Yeah. And he's talking about, hey, you know, a year, a year ago. When we got our deal, I, I don't know that we could get that same deal now. The
2: media market today isn't what it was when we did our deal in the fall. And I am just so thrilled that we got our deal done early because I'm not sure if I didn't do that deal then that that deal exists today. You know, there's an opportunity cost to chasing a deal. You know, if I was right. in the, if I had been in the market all year chasing a deal, all the things that we talked about earlier and right. I addressed yesterday wouldn't have happened, because I would have been, I, I would have had a singular focus on one thing. The fact that we were able to get that thing done early, and in 90 days, gave us the latitude, and the ability to chase all the other things we're doing now. So we, we, we really leveraged that moment uh, to the extent that we could, and it's built incredible mom- momentum for us. Dude, it, it's in, it's incredible. He's talking
0: about the Pac-12. No doubt. Let, let's no not doubt. sit here and. Yeah. Brett Yormark's talking about the Pac-12, and I think he knows. And again, I'm sitting here watching this video, and people are like sources that we know, that are watching the show are like, yeah, dude, I haven't nobody nobody has said they're getting thirty to thirty five million dollars. Like I haven't heard that. I haven't heard that. Have you? I haven't heard that. Have you heard that? Because I haven't heard that. Like nobody on par with the ACC and the Big 12. How? Because to get on par with the ACC and the Big 12, you gotta get in bed with, with ESPN and Fox. Yep. And Fox has been out as a tier one partner since the very early stages of this. So to back, go back to the original question, Who put the the Pac-12 here? ESPN put the Pac-12 here.
1: Well, and I think that the the Pac-12's lack of vision, too. I mean, I I do agree in fairness to the Pac-12. I don't think anybody had the ability to see the Big 12's deal coming when it did. A, right? But B, saying no to ESPN is not good business in the sense that when ESPN comes to you, and really ESPN and Fox come to you, and say, hey, w- w- what do you guys think about merging with the Big 12 to form a super conference? Yeah. So, so right there, if that idea was brought to me, my first response would be, not yes, because I think you got to vet everything. You do. But my first response would have been, wow, there's a lot of business opportunity just within that, right? Like, so if if we merge, that means we're merging two executive boards together. We're going to have to figure out who, who the, the commissioner of the conference would be, and then obviously deputy commissioner and all that good stuff. But just from a money-making standpoint, a TV standpoint, imagine having, again, because at that time, USC and UCLA hadn't left. So imagine having the top brands in the Big 12, Texas and Oklahoma, versus SC and Oregon and Washington and Utah, right? So to me, I just never understood why the Pac-12 said no to the idea of merging, And at that time, I I gotta believe that was a pride decision, right? Hey, you know, the academic side is just not a good fit. You know, we prioritize academics over athletics. So at that time, I feel like that was a pride, you know, hey, we just feel like being associated with the Big 12 is not good business. But what I don't think the Pac-12 saw coming was, oh man, this coin's gonna get flipped to the other side and all of a sudden your mark and company are gonna be in the driver's seat. And because we said no to a merger, ESPN and Fox are going to go to work with the Big 12, and then they're not going to want to want to or or have a line item to go ahead and pay us, you know, fifty mil a year or thirty mil a year, whatever the number would be. That's why you're here, Carol Folt. You know, at USC, she may have been the starter, but that's why you're here, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, and and I think you're here because ESPN ESPN decided to go with Brett Yormark in the Big 12. I mean, I, I think it's as simple as that. And really, it was ESPN and Fox. And our sources have told us that, hey, ESPN and Fox wanted the Big 12 and the Pac-12 to merge, and the Pac-12 wouldn't have the conversation. And I think that's why you're here. I think you're here because ESPN decides who gets and who don't in, in college football, right? They, true. they largely decide who the haves and the have-nots in college football are, and I think the long, difficult relationship the Pac-12 has had with its TV partners is why they're a have not Fast. Because again, I just I, and I'm not trying to be oversimplistic, but if somebody just texted me, if it was going to be done at 30 to 35 million, it would have been done already. And the idea, and we keep hearing about how new suitors have come to the table who were not at the table six months ago. That's not ESPN, and that's not Fox. And I, I for the life of me, there's only one, and that's NBC Universal. And that's the, in my opinion, that's the only one. They were never, they were never at $350 million a year. They were never, I can tell you from really well placed television industry sources that NBC Universal was never past $150 million a year. So if it's $15 million a year from NBC Universal and that's USA Network and the Peacock app, again, I just ask. Who are the streamers that are all going to play nicely with the ESPN and Apple and Amazon and who who is it? Because do you really think Peacock is a not going to take the best game of the week or NBC Universal for USA network is not going to take the biggest game of the week? Do you really think that the CW who just did a deal with the ACC? Do you really think they're going to fork over more money to pay for the Pac-12? They'd have done that the first time around. This doesn't make sense. There's no new suitor who wasn't at the table six months ago. There, there's not. There's only one, in my opinion, real possibility in the streaming world who wasn't at the table six months ago, as we told you, and that's Amazon Prime Sports. And I don't know that that's, in, in fact, the case at this moment. But other than that, Apple's been at the table the entire for 10 months now because here we are in July. They've been at the table since October. So that's 10 months. We know that the CW has been at the table for at least 10 months. We know that Ion Scripps has been out for at least seven months. And I told you, I believe it was in, in February, that NBC Universal stepped up to the plate in February, and that was four months ago. Yeah. So I'm trying to figure out who's this almighty savior that swooped in and is saving the, the Pac-12 TV deal. Because I I don't see who it, I don't even see who it could possibly be. Because you know it can't be CBS. They they just don't have the volume, right? They're not looking for late window programming because they already have a deal with the Big Ten who's already got a deal with NBC to take Big Ten after dark. Yeah, So it makes no sense that it would be CBS, ABC, ESPN or the CW it makes no sense that it would be ESPN swooping in they've been at the table every day ever like they have they have weekly and bi-weekly conversations set up with their conference partners ESPN is a wonderful person to be on the right side of the street with the problem is I don't believe that the pac 12 is on the right side of the street with ESPN and ABC
1: well and I think your point about hey you know if 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 30 to 35 was was going to happen it would have happened already I mean it, it's damn near impossible to argue with that logic like if if the pack 12 was going to get the deal that they wanted to get well it would have been done already
0: it would have been done why already we're here so
1: I just think when you I'm a huge believer in these type of conversations and these topics, when we're talking about what may happen or where a conference is at or whatever the case may be, just boil it down to simple logic. If they were going to get the deal they wanted, it would have happened already. Now, they're not going to get the deal they want. So once again, we're still in the same place. And yet again, we're in the middle of the month. Because I've paid attention to this too. And I I don't know if you've noticed this. Every time we get to about the 20th of a month, right? Between the 17th and the 20th is usually when we start getting, hey, it's going to go into the next month. That's usually when people are like, hey, it's going to, like in Ross Dellinger's case today, it's going to bleed in August.
0: But am I also the only one who thinks that this is radically time to make sure that, hey, maybe this takes some pressure off on Friday at, at Pac-12 Media Day? So that, well, hey, a deal's coming. We don't, we're not ready to talk about details, but a new suitor came to the table. So am I the only one who thinks that? Like I, I go back to Kurt Schultz mm-hmm. talking about, well, hey, you know the optics are bad, and you know, like his his comments on on hey, you know, if 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 this was just another time with layoffs and stuff, we'd have a deal done already. Why
2: is it dragged on so long? I think
3: mean, it's just the environment, it's the uncertainty in the economy, uh, the layoffs in the tech sector, and other places. I mean, look at the major media companies have almost all laid off people, and so have some of the major players in the tech sector and. You know, I know at least one of the partners we were talking to said we're ready to sign today, but the optics of us announcing that we're laying off X number of people and we signed you know this multimillion 1000000 dollar deal with the Pac-12 are just simply not the best. So we're going to have-
0: yeah, simply not the best. But now all of a sudden, he's talking about oh well, you know, man, we we never thought we'd be here. We expect to have a resolution in the end of, by the end of the month. I mean, if
3: when we thought some of these things with the Pac-12 revenue would be an issue back in January and February, we thought, well, we're going to have the media deal signed. So by the time a board sees it, you see here's the <coughs> the challenges and here's the new revenue above and beyond coming in. And you say, okay, we got an issue to take care of for a year, but there's actually some longer term solutions. I never thought we would still be in June negotiating and working with our media partners around what that final deal is going to be. So
0: Never thought we would be here. Yet, what is the language in Heather Dinnage's article today? Our 10 schools have been ridiculously patient. The patience is about to pay off. And a deal is imminent. Boy, that sounds an awful lot like Kurt Schultz to me. Mm -hmm. And you just heard him say essentially all of that. Well, and We've I think- been patient. We never thought we'd be here. A deal is imminent. He said in June. I can't believe it won't be done by the end of the month. Mm-hmm. Well, by the way, it's July 18th. This sounds like Kirk Schultz. And to 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 me, and and again, this is this is this is obviously just my opinion. Kurt Schultz needs to get a buckshot and get bucked up because <laughs> I, mean, I, 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 dude, bro, I, you yeah. know, like, I don't understand I mean, maybe where his mind is. Maybe at.
1: if they had buckshot, their TV deal would be done by now.
0: Yeah, bucked up, the official energy provider of the Money program. Hey, Monty. The daily buckshot, it is here. Now, it's- we
1: lasted 42 minutes today. That's pretty good. Usually we're like 20 to oh, 25 minutes. I usually
0: last far longer than 42 wow. minutes. Right, you you don't? Stay hard. Oh, you, you don't? Is that. You, that's what you're saying. I'm going to drink my buckshot. <sighs> so good. I will also say, played around of golf today. Didn't have a buckshot. Played horrendous, <laughs> and the last three holes were fucking terrible because I didn't <laughs> have my charge. buckshot. Right. Well, tell me I'm wrong. Didn't have my buckshot. How did the end of that? How did the end of that round look? Dude. Well, not so good.
1: Because Buckshot, which
0: is 200 milligrams of caffeine, gives you a mental lift. You get clarity. You feel more energized. You just are more ready to perform. Whether you're playing golf, hosting a show, doing taxes, being a secretary, being a mom, being a dad, Buckshot is gonna make you feel better and you're going to have a better day with more mental clarity, more mental ability. That's what Buckshot does for me. And I say it every single day on the show, In the description below, there are two links to Bucked Up products. One is Buckshot, which I'm telling you, you absolutely got to get your hands on. They will send you a sampler pack to your front door. Six Buckshots. The Blood Raz and the Watermelon are by far my favorites, but you also got to get the Buck Bars because they are ridiculous. Um, Had one of those today immediately felt better, and I'm telling you, buck bars are the reason I'm losing weight because I am far less hungry now than I have been at any other point, point. it's because I have always hated protein bars until I found the buck bar. It is decadent, healthy, quality nutrition from Bucked Up, the official energy provider of the Monty Show. Get in the links below, get your free sample pack of buck bars, and let's rock and roll. Nate Simons gives us $5 to say, did you guys see that there was a Colorado Buffalo beat reporter at Big 12 Media Days? Sure. Yeah. And there were many beat reporters from non-Big 12 schools there. Yeah. Why would they not be? Why would they not be? There there were news stories broken left and right at uh, Big 12 Media Day. I, I was not surprised by that at all, frankly. Uh, Ryan Thomas gives us $4.99 to say if the PAC school – Uh, can't see that they are being lied to, then they deserve the disastrous result. Utah, Colorado, Arizona State, and Arizona need to grow a pair and put old yeller down.
3: All I have in this world is my balls and my word.
0: Put old yeller down. (laughs) Why would you call George Klyovkov old yeller? Mm -hmm. Don't get it. Uh, Jeff Watson, 90% chance CU announces they have asked to join the Big 12 and have a, accepted on the 25th. Well, I mean, maybe. Maybe I I, I couldn't. I, I, I think that that is. If they're getting 30 to 35 million, nobody's leaving. Nobody's leaving. And, and I'll just continue to tell you that. In fact, if they get 25 million, nobody's leaving. Yeah. Nobody's leaving. 25 million is the number. Jeff also says 90% chance CU announces they have asked to join the Big 12 and have accepted on the 25th. Well, I mean, if you want to explain why you feel that way, please feel free. Please feel free, but I, I don't know that that's the case, Boss Frog. My guy, what's up? Pac-12 dissolves. Marquee schools transition to the Big Ten and the Big Twelve, where they will make more money and play stronger competition. What am I missing?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's You're easy, not about as easy as that, bro. I mean,
0: I, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I think as simplistic as that is, I think that's exactly right. And
1: I think that's the trouble with the idea that all of a sudden they've got a new suitor. I, I, I mean, again, it's like. What's the new suitor? I mean, are you has there been because the only other thing I could think or the only other possibility, which is not even really a possibility, is that there's been a shift in how the conference views streaming. That could be the only other out that I could even come up with brainstorming, like somehow, some way, the the you know, the president cost of the world who don't believe in streaming as a tier one option, all of a sudden flip that that idea or that uh, philosophy. Right. And they and they say, okay, well, we're in a tough spot. So, you know, let's take the, you know, whatever, thirty-five million a year from uh from an Apple or from a streamer. That could be the only other, you know, possibility, but I just don't see, you know, someone like a President say no. or otherwise just waking up one day and being like, Yeah, well, I guess we're just gonna be all stream.
0: And and I just don't I don't buy into I don't buy into new partner. I don't buy into I just don't. Like, I, I, I want to. I want to. And, and, and I find myself, I'll be honest with you, I find myself sitting here frustrated talking about mm. this. It is frustrating that Pac-12 fans are going to go through this again because the beating you're going to take on Friday, and thankfully I think they're brilliant to do it on Friday. Because I think the beating you're gonna take by talking about this, nobody's gonna talk about USC. You're gonna do incredible damage to the brand at Utah. You're gonna do incredible damage to the brand at Washington who I think could be the best team in the Pac-12. You are going to be talking about TV deals instead of football games. Yep. You're going to be talking about TV deals instead of the biggest games of the year, the best players, the Penixes, the Caleb Williams, the Cam Rising's. You're going to be talking about anything but those guys because you haven't been able to get a TV deal, done.
1: Well, and those guys are going to be, you know, are going to be asked about about this situation. If you if you think that that the media is not going to ask the Caleb Williams of the world about the TV deal. You're out of your mind. If you think that 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 uh, new new like new recruits or if a young guy were to show up at Media Days for a team, you're going to get asked about it. Yes. And and what I'm going to be curious about is Monday when everyone's done clipping all their highlights and tweeting stuff and posting stuff and we have the Pac-12 sound bites floating around. What is the media-trained answer? What, like, so, and we see this all the time at the Arizona schools. The president and a chancellor will say one thing, and then, yes. and then the head coach will say another or whatever. So do we get a lot of that? Or do we get across-the-board, you know, regularity? Do we get Arizona and Jetfish talking about le- leaving? Do we get Colorado and Dion talking about leaving? Or are they going to be much more on the, hey, we got to see how this plays out? Because I think if we get, like, out of Colorado, because in Heather Dinich's article, she talks about how Colorado is the biggest, what she calls, flight risk. The 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 number one leader in a school that would leave would be Colorado. Not new information. So, again, not new information, right? So if Dion jumps up on the dais and gives a certain type of answer about, yeah, Pac-12 is great. We're, 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 you know, we're, we're excited about the media deal. I would be surprised by that. But that's what I think you have to look forward with media day in the Pac-12.
0: Yeah, I agree. Cleveland Rocks give us five more dollars. Hey, driving from Ohio to Kansas. Ooh, Then to Orlando on vacation. Let's go. Bought my first carton of buckshot watermelon. Hope it keeps me alert and awake. Be safe. Yes, it should do the job for you. I love it. Drink your water too, bro. I rely on it every single day. Absolutely. Uh, Saul says uh, Pac-12 in Tijuana. Uh, Pac-12 NYC, T-Duck says Pac-12 plus Apple equals dollars. So the problem is, and again, I'm open for suggestions. So Apple is going to give you $30 to $35 million a year. So you're going to be 100% stream. Well, A, we've told you that half this conference is not on board for 100% stream. Mm -hmm. B, everybody today has been reporting it's partially television and partially stream. So I don't see that, I, I, I don't see that. So we'll see. Raider Mark, if I was an alumni of a PAC school and this continued on to 19 million dollar deal and not 35, I would expect the regents to fire the president or the chancellor. Well, we'll see. I, don't, I think that's, that's a very interesting premise. Yeah, Because if you stay in a conference at $19 million, you're, you're Washington State cannot afford $19 million a year.
1: Well, I just don't think you even, can't. dude, even like SC, like even your top brand, top brands don't become top brands by doing bad business, right? Yeah. Like USC didn't just renovate or roll out a plan to renovate their football facilities because they are living on pennies. You don't do that. And, no, and I would that's, agree. And that's why I think, you know, again, SC and UCLA were so aggressive because I think again, they had that vision, right? Like Carol Folt, again, no matter what you think of think about her, and I still maintain that's one of the most gangster things anybody in college football Carol leadership's Fult,
0: ever done. The former or well, the former board of director member in the Pac twelve, who is the president at USC, uh, was on a call of a special Select group of presidents in the Pac-12 to talk about expanding the Pac-12 when they could have gone after Big Twelve schools and said, "Nah, we're good. I, we're not expanding. Don't think we should do that." Ended the ended the conversation and almost immediately joined the Big Ten. I, it's amazing. Gangster. To me. Absolutely gangster. Nick Flynn, how are you? Uh, one thing is for certain, the Pac-12 Media Day is going to be a massive clown fest. Now it's a distraction. Yep. And the, the hard part is you have SEC Media Days. They're talking business and money-making. Yeah. Big 12 Football Media Days. Two days. Two days. Money-making. Business. Rucker Park. <laughs> Pac-12 Football Media Day. And... We're talking about TV deals that you don't have. We're talking about, hey, who's the new TV partner? Hey, is George Glyavkov going to make a statement? He is. Will he take questions from the media? Because now how does George Glyavkov not talk about this? I think you don't have a choice. How do you not, how do you not address it? ESPN is now reporting well, that you're, your TV deal is imminent.
1: The essence of a media day for any conference is to interact with the media. Right. I mean, and I know that seems obvious, but I think it's a crucial point when it comes to George call. Unless,
0: unless you're West Virginia.
1: right? Well, yeah. Great point. Excellent point. But anyway, sorry, Bob. You know, we, we don't want to grill you too much. But, you know, uh, I think it's a crucial point. I mean, again, the whole point of of a media day is to knock out all those questions. And Correct. also, I think, again, and we saw Brett Yormark do this, redefine or or just simply define. The direction of your conference and what you meant by this or where you want to go with that or like that's the whole point of this so yes. the idea that that george kleovkov is gonna get up on the dais at 8 a.m pacific which again i think it's hilarious hmm. they're doing it that early 8 a.m pacific dude's gonna start his speech and Why? he's going to talk for i don't know i would guess probably five ten minutes right brett your mark talked for about ten minutes so five ten ten-minute speech and then I would guess you're going to take questions, but that's, I'm telling you, this media day is very different than anything you've ever seen. You're going to get different questions. It's going to feel different. Like, pay attention to this. Make sure you pay attention to this.
0: Delaric gives us $2 to say Pac-12 media day is going to be like the Jerry Springer show. Right. Well, who's who's the father? You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, Glenn, what's up? San Diego State Aztec. I'm in... Cryostasis until the nonsense subsides well coming up in five minutes we got to talk about san diego state nonsense yeah and
1: if you thought the pac-12 stuff was nonsense just wait till we talk about that yeah
0: it is um it is uh yeah Hmm. that's that's gonna be interesting todd james sec is even trying to knock down the blocks the big 12 is set up with putting their media days in dallas texas will always be big 12 country culturally now we're not. I, apparently, you're allowed to say that. I said that yesterday, and the fucking world stopped spinning. It really did, though. like the whole <laughs> thing stopped spinning, and it caught on fire. Right, like, like again, Dallas is is the heart of the Big Twelve Conference, and the fact that SEC media football media day next year will be in Dallas at the flipping Omni Hotel is a massive step down for the SEC that tells you that tells you that tells you where the big 12 is well they'll be down the street at jerry world in tarrant county right well meanwhile say
1: dude i have to say jerry world if you haven't been there recently still looks the same way it did it still looks really good it is incredibly well maintained like like it's unbelievable doing media day at jerry world or any football stadium in my way, or in my opinion, is the way it should be done. The yeah. whole the whole hotel thing, and again, Jerry's it, the way. On the yes, Jerry's the way. Circumcising skeeters is the way, right, <laughs> dude? We went to uh, L.A. for Pac-12 media days several years ago, now like five years ago. Yeah, and that just felt cramped and sweaty. They did it at the Kodak dude, Theater. Jerry World was well done. Plenty of space. Everything air was air good.
0: conditioning. Air conditioning. Air conditioning. Come on, dude. It's unbelievable. It really is unbelievable. Uh, Cougar Tracks, how are you, my friend? The pack should a, uh, add San Diego State instead of uh, San Diego State and still have the Southern California area locked up. Four minutes. We'll talk about that. Saul Goodman, anything related with the pack is like colitis. Wow. Okay. Uh, you, oh, you, I mean, take your um. Uh, Sears, Kmart, and Bed Bath & Beyond to partner with the pack den you know don't forget maverick we could put it on gas pumps right jk marshall pack 10 quote you are not the father dude you yeah maury povich yeah san diego state plus the pack tla what is that Uh, hello uh scott of graywater blockbuster would be a great sponsor for the pack uh 10.
1: dude (laughs) i mean it's like it's an iconic
0: pack 10. Uh, pack 10. um uh uh, Jeremy Callahan, no. Saul Goodman, what does Us and the Cowgirls have in common? I i don't want the answer. I don't. Uh, Spangler, how are you? UT move to the SEC is quickly becoming very awkward. For UT in Oklahoma, because I think the Big 12 is in fine position.
1: Yeah, and they had no problem talking a bunch of junk about them, too.
0: Uh, Truck Stop Gumby says, by the way. Hey, thanks. Thank thanks, you. dude. Thank thanks. you, Riley. Appreciate it. Uh, Saul Goodman, winners of the offseason. season. Jeremy Sevier, do the SEC media in the in the Georgia Dome. That's, That's what, what I'm mean, saying. Dude. Like, why wouldn't you? And it's not the Georgia Dome anymore. They have Mercedes-Benz Stadium now, which is gorgeous. Yeah, why would you not do it there? Right? I mean, come on now. OG Gary, Security and Exchange Commission, SEC. Right. SEC, you know. J.K. Marshall, cramped and sweaty like five guys. I don't know. Jake's the five guys in the in. Jig knows all about five dudes. Right, uh, right. Todd James, how is that uh, going to look big 12 and Jerry world, the sec, not even in the second best choice in Dallas. That's what's crazy. Todd. Yeah. You didn't go to the convention center. You didn't go to American airlines arena. You didn't, You went to the Omni Hotel. Well, they're paying homage, Texas, and tradition and shit. Okay. Um. Well then do it at J.R. Ewing's ranch for crying out loud. Don't do it at the Omni Hotel that smells like cigarette smoke and cigars. What, Bob's steak and chops was booked? What are you must? Are you kidding me right now? That's the best. It feels so second rate. Well, we couldn't get Jerry World. Better go to the (laughs) Omni-hotel?
2: <laughs> Excellent strategy, sir.
0: There's a baseball park across the street, dude. Like, G- Globe Life Stadium and stuff. Yeah. What are you, what are you doing? I, I, what's the food going to be at, at SEC Media Day? It better be Papa Murphy's Calzones.
2: At Papa Murphy's, we do more than just pizza. We do Calzones.
1: Papa Murphy's does Calzones? Oh, I think you mean I do the Calzones. And how do you do it, Dad? How do I do it?
2: How do I do it? Uh, Well, we do it with fresh ingredients and hand-shredded cheese tucked in a scratch-made dough. That's how, honey. At Papa Murphy's, we make great pizza. Hey, don't forget the calzones. Order now at PapaMurphy's.com. Papa
0: Murphy's Pizza. The official pizza of the Monty Show. Use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more. At Papa Murphy's Pizza, the best way to order Papa Murphy's, download the Papa Murphy's mobile app. Makes it super easy. You can order it at 4 a.m. for 4 p.m. pickup. Order it anytime you want. Tell them when you want it ready. You'll walk in the front door of Papa Murphy's. It'll be sitting on the to-go rack. Take it home. Drop it on the smoker. 20 minutes later, you got the best pizza in the business, dude. I'm telling you. Bum. And the Calzones, amazing the take-and-bake chocolate chip cookies, amazing. Papa Murphy's Pizza, the official pizza of the Monty Show. This hour of the show is presented by our good friends at TryDayTrading.com. They're back on the show because you guys continue to kick ass. Papa Murphy's Pizza, yes. Try Day Trading, yes. While you're sitting at home making tons of money, order your Papa Murphy's Pizza to tie it all together TridayTrading.com, you no longer have to complain about going back to the office. You no longer have to complain about, you know, the guy who smells like ass in your office because all you have to do is go to TridayTrading.com and work for yourself from home, full-time. They're traders on a daily basis. They graduate the TridayTrading.com program, make $1,000 a day and more. What could you do with $240,000 a year in income? Did you make $1,000 today? Oh, you didn't? TridayTrading.com. Oh, you wanna do it part-time? You love your boss, you love your job, cool. You can do it part-time, program all of your trades into their proprietary software and algorithms. It'll trade for you while you're at work. You can make three, four, five hundred $500 a day. Make your car payment in one single day every month. Bank the rest of the money for retirement. Take your family to Disneyland, it's up to you because when you go through the program at TridayTrading.com, you come out the other side as one of the best day traders in the business. Tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Go and sign up for your 30-day $10 trial membership. It's a charitable donation. $10 goes directly to charity. That's a tax write-off for you. And you get the entire system, including all of their elite processing, all of their their elite coaching and teaching and training. 30 days, 10 bucks to see your future at TridayTrading.com. How the heck are you? Hour number two of the Monty Show. And we tell you guys every single day that, The Pac-12 is going to have a TV deal at some point. Today, if you're just tuning in, um, the news is, I don't know, what's the right way to say this? The news is quite variable. ESPN is reporting that a Pac-12 TV deal is imminent. Pac-10. This according to Heather Dinich, who is a senior writer at ESPN. She is one of the best college football journalists in the country. At ESPN, the Pac-12 expects to release details of its highly anticipated media rights deal, quote, in the near future, a league source with knowledge of the conversation told ESPN on Tuesday. The deal will not be announced at Pac-12 Football Media Days on Friday. It is likely to include a mix of streaming and linear options and is expected to be on par with the ACC and the Big 12. Well, Heather also said that hey, the PAC-12 has a grant of rights in place, to which I say, again, tell me this doesn't sound like Kirk Schultz. Tell me this doesn't sound like the radio wizard in the Pacific Northwest who reported that the PAC-12 has a media deal in place to which Bobby Robbins said, nah, bro, I don't know anything about that. When I
1: landed, I saw some reporter said, is this true? And it was a, a, a tweet uh, from one of the other reporters saying the deal with the big t- uh, the uh, PAC 12 is done. Uh, details to follow. and And so my answer was, I've
0: not been informed about any of the information in this tweet. So let me get there. this right. The newest member of the PAC12 board of Directors, Bobby Robbins, the president at Arizona, had no knowledge of a grant of rights being done. So now all of a sudden a grant of rights is done, according to Heather Dinich at ESPN. Well, the problem with that is multiple sources are also saying, yeah, no, there's no TV deal. It's not coming at media day. According to Ross Dellinger from Yahoo Sports, it's likely extending into August. The the league's year-long pursuit of a rights package continues. The conference holds its annual football media day on Friday. And then you you start going to Stuart Mandel, you start going to all these dudes that cover this conference on a regular basis and none of them are reporting a deal is imminent. Yeah. And again, let me just recap, and I'm not trying to be a dick because I respect the hell out of Heather Dinich at ESPN. I used to work with her, but I look at this tweet from Ross and I look at the tweet from Stuart Mandel and I say to myself, hey man, this sounds a lot like Kurt Schultz at Washington state because Kirk, who is the director, the, the head honcho of the board of directors in the pac 12, there's three on the board. Kirk sits at the top. What has he said? Oh, a deal is any day. It's coming any day. It's coming any day. It's coming any day. You said that last month, right? But it's coming any day. You said that two months ago, right? But today it's coming any day, right? Hey, it's going to be on par with the Big 12 and the ACC. Kurt Schultz said that directly. That's almost a quote from him. And now Heather Dinich, deal is imminent. It's on par with the ACC and the Big 12. With all due respect to Heather, you're, it, this is Kurt Schultz. And I get it. You're talking to the the president of the board of directors, the chairman, I guess, of the board of directors, and he's giving you the same line he's given everybody for six, eight months now. Oh, it's tomorrow. Any day. Coming. It's imminent. Going to happen. Yep. Mm-hmm. Two months ago. Right. But today, and it's going to be on par with the Big 12. How many times have we heard Kurt Schultz say that? Multiple times we've heard Kurt Schultz say that. Yep. And it's, it's simply not come to fruition. So I guess the question now is, why should we believe that? And the answer is, I don't think we should. I think this is... I think this is just more hooey, Mm -hmm. right? Like you listen to Kurt Schultz talk in May to a Washington State podcast at some kind of event where there were balloons. We're
3: continuing to have really good dialogue and discussion with several media bidders and media partners. And there's multiple people that are really interested in the Pac-12. We occupy a really unique time slot that people want Pac-12 football. They want men's and women's basketball. So- We've got lots of folks out there and I know our fans are frustrated. They're like, Kirk, we've been hearing since January. It's imminent. It's going to happen. But, uh, I ask everybody to be patient because we have more bidders coming to the table, more people interested as the time goes on and the 10 schools are as unified as I've ever seen them. So we hope in the next few weeks to a month to be able to have a media rights deal to get the grant of rights signed by all 10 schools and then to work on expansion. So, when it happens, folks, the dominoes are going to fall quickly.
1: Now, I could be wrong, right? Maybe I'm hard of hearing. Hard. But stay hard. Oh, right. Keyword hard. Uh, did dude not just say more bidders are coming to the table?
0: Heather, let me get this right. Deal's imminent. Um, the delay is because more bidders have come to the table. The presidents are unified. The grant of rights is agreed to. Tell me again. This isn't Kurt now, Schultz talking to Heather Dinich.
1: Now, tell y- me again. Do you still have her article up there?
0: I do. Okay.
1: Now, you if you uh, on on the other one because I think this is a really good point. In her article, she talks about how the conference, right, right there where your cursor is, has she's talked about in her article. She writes, "Hey, the ten schools have pre-agreed, right, pre-agreed." to their grant of rights so again i i just want to point this out because this is not new you just heard kirk schultz what did you say this was in may yeah you just heard kirk schultz say hey in in may we're we're all pre-agreed we're pre-agreed uh on the grant of rights and we just got to get a media rights deal done so then we can officially sign the grant of rights look at that right there so this is not new this is not new and I have to agree dude. with you. I think you're making a great point. And I didn't really it didn't really hit me when I first read the article, but it does sound like Kirk Schultz. I can't deny it. I mean,
0: it's literally the same verbiage dude used a couple months ago. Now and I want to play it again. Because I want you I want you to look at what Heather Dinich is reporting. The deal will not be announced, blah, blah, blah. Near future. Our 10 schools have been ridiculously patient. The 10 schools in the conference have pre-negotiated the grant of rights deal. Right? That's what Heather Dinich is reporting today. Tell me that that's not exactly what Kurt Schultz
3: says. We're continuing to have really good dialogue and discussion with several media bidders and media partners. And there's multiple people that are really interested in the PAC-12. We occupy a really unique time slot that people want Pac-12 football, they want men's and women's basketball. So we've got lots of folks out there, and I know our fans are frustrated. They're like, Kirk, we've been hearing since January, it's imminent, it's going to happen. But uh, I ask everybody to be patient because we have more bidders coming to the table, more people interested as the time goes on, and attend schools are as unified as I've ever seen them. So we hope in the next few weeks to a month to be able to have a media rights deal, to get the grant of rights signed by all ten schools and then to work on expansion. So when it happens, folks, the dominoes are gonna fall quickly.
0: Yes! Dude. And again, I love Heather Dimitch. I yeah. I I enjoyed, she used to come on my show every single week. She used to come on my show. But I'm telling you now. There's just no doubt in my mind as you hit the like button here on the Monty Show presented by our friends at BladeHQ.com this hour, the best knives from the best knife makers at BladeHQ.com. She's talking to Kurt Schultz. And it it makes it a lot less fucking believable than it, because it's coming from kurt schultz yeah. who's been saying the same thing for months and months and months
1: i mean it is we don't see this a lot in the media i have to i have to admit i mean the, the verbiage now. is so eerily similar i mean i don't know you know i, I, I just I, there's no getting away from it i mean there's no denying it i i, I mean again And I know we've we've beat this topic into the ground over the last really over the last six months. I mean, we were on it last year, but really over the last six months, it's been a daily thing. And this revelation here is is truly incredible because I have to admit, he's been the one talking. Schultz has been the one talking the most. I mean, we've heard from Bobby at Arizona. You know, you've heard Ray Anderson make a complete ass of himself several times. like The chancellor at Colorado. Yeah, like, you know, we've heard some other people kind of talk and say some directors. things. I mean, Jed Fish might be my favorite soundbite from the last couple, but 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 Schultz really has been
0: the guy. Lopeman gives us $5 to say the SEC just wants to put the SEC logo with Omni building Light show like they own Dallas now. Meh. They don't yeah. own Dallas. Yeah. They don't. That but that's happening. not a bad point, Loke, man. Not at all. Yeah. Uh, MJ Bissett, my guy, what's up? $5 to say this isn't a donation to the Monty Show. I'm doubling the Save the Pack fund. Monty and y'all <laughs> fully bucked up. Tell that guy to hold uh, hold the hat on camera. Like, it's it's amazing to me. It is, it is amazing to me that... I mean, this is Kurt Schultz. Lock, truly stock and incredible. Barrel. Like, I, there's almost no way to to get away from it. Man. I can't like, remember
1: the last time I I, I saw something like this. Because because again, I, I just want to point this out. And and I'm no expert, right? Like, okay, great. I'm just me. It didn't really hit me when I first read the article, right? Just reading through the article and show prep, it didn't really hit me that this was Kurt. But you play the video right after reading the article. It's literally like almost word for word. Yeah,
0: almost, almost word for word. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, Let me get a couple comments. Then we got to get to the San Diego State Mountain West situation. Um, Let's see who's who's truck stop Gumby. Hello. Good to see you, J.K. Marshall. My plan to withdraw an eight-figure lot of $100 bills at the bank is imminent. Exactly. (laughs) Greg Romano, what I want to know is who is the Pac-10 is getting screwed on the words of the Pac-10 consummated. Maybe San Diego State is entered by the back door. Pac-10. First of all, I don't want to talk about entering people's back doors. Second of all, I think you have to look at Washington State's. If you look at the landscape, of the Pac-12. Who makes money in this conference? <laughs> Oregon, Washington, Utah. I mean, those are those are the ones bringing the revenue. Yeah. And if you look at women's sports, college basketball, college football. Oh, SC, too, before they left. Well, but that doesn't count now. Yeah. yeah. In the new grant of rights where one, yeah. revenue sharing's been agreed to. It's just <laughs> one of those things where I say, I, I don't understand. How Washington State, Oregon State, like how is Oregon State agreeing to take less revenue? Uh, somebody needs to explain that. To
1: how me. does if I if I phrase it this way? How is a school within a, a a football program capable of between ten and twelve wins taking less revenue? How does that work? Because again, yeah. again, and this is what's being bandied about nationally, right? In every conference, hey, dude, the college football playoff is being expanded, so. We gotta get a team into that top six to get that top cut. So is there more credence in having a slim down conference as opposed to a fat one? So we up our chances. Whoa,
0: whoa. Pac twelve is big boned. Well why call the Pac twelve fat? Wow. Well. Can you measure oh, uh, it? You know, like, geez, that's not nice. Uh, Delaire or Derek Roche, excuse me, says, I've been saying they should wait on a TV deal. Better deals might come. Well, I, yeah. I, I just
1: d- think that's a dangerous game to play, man. I mean, how long? Because you're, you're getting what no one in the Pac-12 wants to say, and I'll be curious to see if someone says it Friday. Dude, you can only wait so long before the timeline for the schools runs out. Right? The timeline for the conference is next year. Right, the conference can wait till next year. I mean, at this point, you're so far in, why not wait another schemers. month? Schemers. Right, schemers, exactly. But schools like Colorado, the schools that you keep hearing that are considering leaving, their timeline is running short because Brett Yormark, right, for Arizona or Colorado, doesn't need to just have an open invite. Uh, he can rescind an invite anytime he wants to. So at some point... I would guess, depending on how this all plays out, and I know Big Twelve and the Big Ten are on record as saying they don't want to be the raiders of the Pac-12. Right, right. But at some point, you have to play offense, and you have to go ahead and put the dagger in, like you have to. So I'm just curious, like when you talk about waiting for the TV deal because better ones might come. I don't think a better one's coming, man.
0: I, I, I don't think a better one's coming either. Uh, O.G. Gary, who's a four-month member, appreciate you. Um, not more bidders, more betters to the table. Hey, see, see what I mean? See what I'm saying? Yeah, Man, you know, uh, Carlos Knuckles. Why won't the teams leave now? Because there's no, there's no reason for them to leave now. There's no reason. Well, but I, there's no
1: TV deal, Monty.
0: but. The, if if you're getting into the big 12 you're getting into the big 12 a month from now or a year from now mm-hmm. uh, it, it the same deal is going to be there uh Adam Vulture says save Oregon State amen to that Dude, Kurt Peters, we prefer husky yeah they're not fat wow. truck stop Gumby and JK fat. Marshall they're husky fat remember when you were a kid and you wore a husky oh yeah your uh your gene size is husky West Virginia Mountaineer Mountaineer layer with Kenny wow I is that, where, is that where Bob Huggins went and got hammered the night? He, the infamous uh, night now? You know. In is, the is West that Virginia, Virginia where, Mountaineer lair with bro, Kenny?
1: is that where the West Virginia West Virginia program was on Big 12
0: media days? Yeah, because Neil Brown ain't telling him, you know, nobody. Okay, I'll stop uh what's up he says what's up everyone what's up with you dude uh cowboy country why would all those media partners pay a hundred million a year each to share the pac-10 no idea uh greg swain uh hello kurt i'm sorry heather this uh kurt saying to heather dinich i'm sorry heather this has never happened to me before exactly exactly no never
2: so. what, now? What? let me tell you what now
0: yeah you're gonna look like an idiot heather that's what now Uh, Pac-10 teams have Stockholm syndrome at this point. Only reason they haven't left. Uh, Christopher Shannon says, no, no, no. It's Big Bone. Right. She's Big Bone. Right. You know. Uh, Carlos says, I would bolt and ask the Big 12 to take my school ASAP.
1: Well, and I think, again, you can't get away from the concept. And I know this is unpopular, and we've had this battle a million times. Dude, Pac-12 schools would rather stay together than leave. They would, even if the money is more plentiful in another because conference. It makes
0: sense. Yeah. It makes sense for them to stay together. Uh, MJ Bissett, my idea of the uh, Pac-12 buying majority ownership of 40 over-the-air c- channel coast-to-coast is the only thing they can do, essentially, going independent until the media landscape stabilizes. But is it stabilizing? And this is what George Klyovkov, I think, has failed to grasp. And really, if you go back to Brett Yormark's comments, yeah, there is. I don't think there's a deal for thirty million dollars a year. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I don't think that deal exists. I mean, you listen to what Brett Yormark said here, and I, I, I just don't. I, I, I can't believe he's not talking about the Pac-12. Yeah.
2: I, I, I can't believe it. The media market today isn't what it was when we did our deal in the fall. And I am just so thrilled that we got our deal done early because I'm not sure if I didn't do that deal then that that deal exists today. You know, there's an opportunity cost to chasing a deal. You know, if I, was right. in the, if I had been in the market all year chasing a deal, all the things that we talked about earlier and right. I addressed yesterday wouldn't have happened because I, I would have had a singular focus on one thing. The fact that we were able to get that thing done early and in 90 days gave us the latitude and the ability to chase all the other things we're doing now. So we, we, we really leveraged that moment, uh, that, we could, mom- we leverage that moment to the extent that we could, and it's built incredible momentum for us.
0: We leveraged that moment to the extent that we could, and it's built incredible momentum for us. And what did he say? I'd be singularly focused on that thing in the next year. He's talking about the Pac-12. Yes. There, there's no way to spin it. There's no way to get around that. He's he's talking about it. Boss Frog says, "Sorry, Monty. Big Ten extends an invite to Oregon and, and UW today, and it's hard for me to believe they would prefer to stay." No, I, I listen. The Big Ten's different. If you're getting hundred million from the Big Ten, you're going. Yeah. If you're getting fifty million from the Big Ten, you're going.
1: I just think the concept that you just have to be aware of, it, nobody's saying that, hey, if, if Oregon was offered 100000000 million, they're staying. We're not saying that. What we're saying is that, is that short of that, they want to stay together, meaning that, hey, they like the—and and again, all, all kinds of people in the Pac-12, presidents, chancellors, ADs, have talked about this. Hey— we like the educational fit. We like what's called the group of schools that we have here that 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 kind of work together, and the synergy is good. Yes, uh, from an academic standpoint, and obviously <clears throat> from a travel standpoint too. Don't die. Yeah, don't die. Right. Uh, from a travel standpoint too, you're not flying across the country, which is really
0: nice. Yep. Greg Swaim. <clears throat> Greg, I, bro, <laughs> I don't want to think about Heather Dinich and Kirk Schultz <laughs> as a union of two people who share great affection for each other physically i honestly that's our stroking guys i yeah i don't need that in my life i don't need that in my life come on man sign a three-month grant of rights says george no (laughs) that's right uh jk greg romano who are your sources because greg said three deals worth 10 million are worth one deal Worth 30 million. God, you are
1: incredible at math, bro. They are.
0: I don't disagree with that, but the the other thing that nobody wants to talk about is you gotta find a way to get those three people to work together. ESPN, Apple TV. Who's the third? Like how much by the way, again I just ask. Okay, cool. You got ESPN and Amazon. Who's the third? How how many games are there? Well, right now, there's only five games a week. And if we're being totally honest about it, a year from now, uh, there are really three games a week of consequence. Whoever Oregon's playing, whoever Washington's playing, and whoever Utah's playing. That's it. Yeah. And if they're playing each other, it's like one game a week. Yeah. So you need to provide your linear TV people a game. Your streaming people who are probably your big money get tier one. So that's your best game. Your linear gets tier two. Who's the third party paying $10 million to for a third? Like, what's the third game? Um, Oregon state and somebody is the CW doing an AC deal, ACC deal to put Oregon state and your mom on the football field in Dallas. Cause nobody cares. Yeah. No, nobody wants to, nobody's watching Oregon state in Dallas or in Florida or in Chicago. I, I guarantee you that's not happening. Yeah. So I'm asking a legitimate question, Greg Romano, legit. If it's three people, three outlets, 10 million each every year, first of all, you you really think there's three media companies in this country willing to pay them $100 million a year? Because that's what it breaks down to at this moment in time on July 18th. If schools are getting $30 million, that's $100 million per media partner. Which by the way, our sources in the TV industry network have told us time and again, ESPN's not going over 90 million. They're, they're a hard stop at $90 million. Yeah. So, who's who are the three people paying $100 million? Because Amazon only ever wanted a, a Friday night game of the week. Right? Apple TV and Jim Williams w- and I were messaging back and forth this morning, and he was like, hey, by the way, don't forget, MLS produces games on Apple TV. Okay, cool. So, you're telling me the Pac-12 is going to pay to produce its own games and then put them on Apple TV, which we've talked about in detail on this show. Come on, man. That doesn't that doesn't make a lot of sense. That does not make a lot of sense. Uh Oliver Crooms. Well, hello sir. Thanks for the tip. Gives us $10. Appreciate you. Headline 27 to 35 annual branded and performance-based linear and majority stream, most linear guarantee up to top 10%, other performances Performance-based measure. Big 12 gets bottom. One to two P5 schools, my opinion. Well, if it's 27 to 35 annually, nobody's leaving the Pac-12. Nobody's leaving the Pac-12. Yeah, Because, again, I will just say what I've been told repeatedly, consistently by multiple different sources. 25 million, nobody's leaving. Now, much to Boss Frog's point, if the Big Ten swoops in and says, hey, Oregon, we'll give you 50 milli, <laughs> see you tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. We'll be there. We'll move, you know, hey, Autzen Stadium will fit on the back of a flatbed. We'll move it out to Evanston.
2: this up. You know, we're out of here. Screw
0: Northwestern. We'll, we'll take their place. <laughs> right? Like, in all seriousness, you're going to go. If Oregon, Washington, Stanford, and Cal each get 50 million, they're gone but what's the likelihood of that? Okay, today, not much. But here's the point. If you're getting 27 to 35, why are you why are you leave, why would any school leave the Pac-12 to go to the Big Big 12? What sense does that make? You're going to break business relationships, you're probably going to burn bridges because people are going to be pissed. And you're doing that for maybe less money? That doesn't make sense. Yeah. That, with all due respect, Oliver, that just to me that that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. That that doesn't make sense. And donuts. ESPN equals cherry picking the best game. Who wants to pay for crumbs? It's true. You know what I'm saying. Uh, Truck stop Gumby says. By the way, okay. You know, maybe Enron Lopman says. Yeah. Hey, you know. By the way, Saul Goodman says. Okay. <laughs> uh, Greg Swain, for all those Arizona State fans who keep spouting that Arizona can't leave without them. Remind me how often I heard the same about OU, or uh, Oklahoma State, and UT, and AM. and from what from what our sources in Arizona have told us, and this is not new. We've reported this on the show multiple times. And we talked to somebody on the Board of Regents in Arizona. Arizona's free to go and do what they want to do. But the Board of Regents will make it as difficult and as expensive as possible. Because the Board of Regents recognizes what all of us recognize. Yeah. Arizona and Arizona State are better together. They have more leverage. And Arizona State would be stupid to stay if Arizona leaves. Yeah. Bottom line. Greg, you're not yes. wrong at all. I would agree with that. Uh, C. Kaufman, Monty, do you remember what happened to the Big East when they said no to ESPN? What's the Big East?
1: I'm, Dude, I'm telling you, saying no to
0: ESPN is bad business, bro. It is. It absolutely is. Uh, Greg Swaim, no one is going to pay $10 million per per PATH-12 team for Tier 2 and 3 games. Nobody is paying $100 million a year for Tier 3 of ESPN. Yeah. Or of uh, the Pac-12. ESPN's not doing that. That's why I said, like, we can sit here and we can play this game, you guys, where we build Pac-12 TV deals or media rights deals. Like, we can play that game. This isn't the SEC where every game matters every single weekend. Right, like you think about tier three in the SEC. I mean, take your pick of what tier three would be. Yeah, Do you know how many teams qualify for that, and how important those games are. Right, like I, I just, I don't think that it's, I don't think it's a thing that. Yeah, I don't know. That that's I, I could be wrong, but I think the, in my opinion, I think that. The SEC and the Big 12 have multiple tiers of quality games. Yep. Yep. This year, next year, five years from now, they have multiple tiers of quality games. And I don't think the Pac-12 can offer that. I don't believe there's a Tier 3 game of note in the Pac-12. We've talked about this on the show. Yeah,
1: I just think, look, I think the Pac-12 is a super competitive conference, top Excuse to bottom. pac uh, The Pac-10, sorry. Uh, top to bottom. However, uh, their bottom is just not relevant. From a
0: TV standpoint, that's and, the problem. And again, I just, I go back to, I go back to Apple TV. You couldn't get messy right, and nobody watches MLS on Apple TV. And how many people here, you know, like, is is there, and there's 564 people and 3,000 people who've watched this show already today. And I'm just asking. How many of those people do you think are fully paid subscribers to Apple TV? One, um, in, one in 25? Maybe. One in 50?
1: More likely.
0: One in 100? Probably. 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 Yeah. Nobody Nobody watches Apple TV. Oh, well, that's a Mandalorian, bro. Baby Yoda, bitches. Well, that's cool. But is the Baby Yoda crowd watching Pac-12 sports? Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not. Just just being honest, probably not. Yeah. Probably not in my opinion. Clayton Keown What's up, man? Hey guys, 10 million LOL. There you go. Hey guys, welcome to the show. Uh Saul Goodman, George Kokioff. Get off the coat Kokioff. Uh George Jakoff. Are you listening to Brooks Kepka? Is that what
1: I mean, I think that's what could
0: be happening, but I'm not sure. You gotta get stroked. Could be. Uh, Truck stop Gumby says Nessie is greater than Messi. There Absolutely you go. Absolutely could be. There you go. Ron Loney, the Pac-10 schools are like the modern woman who think they all deserve a 25-year-old millionaire husband that is six-five, athletic, and a celebrity. Completely delusional. Well, I don't know what the misogyny had to do with anything. J.K. Marshall, what a messy exactly. Fat Jesus, all pack games are quality games if you have super low expectations. <laughs> That's funny. Uh Salty Drunk, my guy. How's Australia treating you? Might. Uh, you guys will be glad for the season to begin in a month or so. Yes, my God.
1: Dude. Yes.
0: Can we please yes. get can we please get kickoff? Rookies reported in the NFL today, thank God. And can we get NBA? can we get NBA trade season to kick into full effect? Because yeah. I'm tired. I, I want my Dame trade. It pissed me off when all this happened 20 minutes before the show started. It, it really frustrated me. Uh, their top is closing in on the bottom. It probably is. Renee Rocha says he's a no on Apple TV. It's Fair says I'm an Apple TV subscriber. Okay. Okay. Kurt Peters, Jake, bottoms need love too. Ugh. Nope. Uh, Lopeman, don't call Pac-10 uh, messy. Yet yeah, that's not nice.
1: Yeah, it's not Laura nice.
0: Laura Weiss. Saw somewhere Apple TV has a little over a hundred K subscribers and over half of them are not paid subscribers. They are free
1: T-Mobile. I,
0: yeah. Like T-Mobile or promotional subscribers is what it's called. So you, you're exactly right, Laura, you know, uh, JK Marshall, my grandmother watches Apple TV. Just saying, okay, Mandalorian, seriously, uh, Truck stop Gumby says, shout out to baby Yoda. Yeah. You know what I mean? Shout out, Baby Yoda. Shout out to Mo You know, Baby Yoda and stuff. Uh, big Bad Brass Balls. Can't wait to hear your thoughts about San Diego State. Let's do that. Yeah, let's do it. Brass Balls. I'm ready. Let's do that. I'm ready. Um, the Mountain West versus San Diego State. You know that all of the presidents met yesterday, and it was D-Day. We were getting an announcement. Kind of like the TV deal. San Diego State's fucked. Like, that was what Monday was, <laughs> right? That's what Monday was supposed to be in this conference. Yet, yeah, turns out it doesn't work like that. Um, Talked to sources at the conference today who told me there were no public statements uh, issued by the Mountain West yesterday. Uh, Talked to other sources at, at the conference who said, well, we didn't make a public announcement because we haven't finished the the plan of action yet. And from what I understand, they're trying to figure out how much money they're going to withhold and how much money they are legally allowed to withhold and what their legal ability is to punish is a strong word. Sanction is likely the right word. Um, The Mountain West is trying to figure out what sanctions are available to them and what tools they can use to sanction San Diego State by the terms of the Mountain West uh, Grant of Rights and the membership charter. That's what the issue in the Mountain West is. They're not making a public statement because there is no public statement to make. Yes, the presidents met, we're told, for three and a half hours by video conference, but there was no decisive answer as to here's how we're handling this. Most of the presidents are in lockstep that there needs to be sanctions levied against San Diego State for their disrespect and their, and, and I think people have been using the word treasonous. Let's not get carried away, but their damage done to the Mountain West Conference. And I think that's the first part of it. But I also think there is a large part of the sanctions they're trying to figure out to deter others from doing the exact same thing. Because what San Diego State did is they played themselves. Right. And San Diego State wants to come out and talk about how well, you know, their 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 JD Wicker, their athletic director at San Diego State, wants to talk about how he'll be somewhere. Not sure. Will it be the Big Ten or the Pac or the Big Twelve or the Pac 12, 10, whatever it is, Jed? ten. The point is that they said they were gone and they disrespected the conference. And Adela Della Torre, who apparently is not one of the most popular presidents in the conference at this moment. Um, disrespecting the conference by saying that there's a prorata that San Diego State deserves. And then disrespecting the conference further and taking the other members of the conference for granted, not as partners, but as just in existence, by saying we need a payment plan, we want to pay less. Hey, by the way, you can keep our money from the tournament. Well, we're keeping your money from the tournament anyway. So now what the members of the, the Mountain West, I am told, are trying to do is to figure out what tools they can legally apply to sanction San Diego State. And, Jake, I think that's exactly what they should do. <sighs> there was no reason to issue a public statement yesterday.
1: Yeah, and I think that this is exactly, uh, like you said, it's exactly what they should do. I, San Diego State has, unfortunately, made their bed, and now it's time to lay in it, as the saying goes. And I think that San Diego State needs to pay a proper fee. They, they, I, I You can sit here and try to spin and try to storytell and try to try to scheme your way back into the conference without a financial penalty. But the reality of the situation is you did give notice. You followed perfect protocol. A plus b equals we're out of the conference. In the way you gave notice, you wrote a letter, you copied all the presidents on it, and you put uh uh Gloria Navarez on it, obviously. And that's what you have to do to properly give notice. Like so, to the letter
0: of the contract. Yeah.
1: And then and then you want to sit here and be like, oh, yeah, we didn't actually give what? notice. And, and so that's where, like I was saying yesterday with this topic, I think the Mountain West needs to be very cognizant of the fact that they will look weak, they will look foolish, they will look silly if you do not financially penalize San Diego State for coming back into the conference, because again, yeah, this is I a totally unique agree. situation, right? We don't see this a lot with teams sort of moving or whatever. I mean, we see like you know, with with uh, OU and Texas, the only conversation was, "Hey, how are we going to get this uh, exit fee negotiated?" And they wind up paying somewhere in the neighborhood of sixty percent of that fee. This is different because San Diego State left the conference and now is trying to claim they didn't leave the conference and wants back into the conference. So we don't really see this a whole lot, which is why I say the Mountain West has an opportunity here to prove a point. And if you go out and you penalize them, not to an extreme, I don't think it should be some ridiculous fee, but it needs to be a proper fee. It needs to be, you know, in my opinion, one to three million dollars to get back into the conference. And we keep the six point six million dollars that you're allegedly owed or whatever. And we call it a day that's what it should be because you left the conference. So that money is not yours anymore. That's our money now because you left the conference. So we'll cut you a break and charge you $2 million to get back in, let's say. But that's it. I don't even think think it's that.
0: I think what the the Mountain West should do is say, hey, we are keeping your NCAA tournament money because I think one of the things they'd like to do is withhold that money and i don't think you're going to be able to do that but i think that's what they'd like to do i think they are going to keep the money that they have withheld from san diego state already and i think they are going to try and penalize them with a revenue with a revenue write down because you, i mean when you're only making 4 million bucks a year yeah in the conference cuz that's what the tv uh, tv deal is is about mm-hmm. like it it doesn't make sense to me for San Diego State to have acted the way they acted. They completely blew this thing up. Yeah. And by the way, I still maintain well, how do you fix this situation? You merge with the Pac 12. Yep. That's how you fix this. Get rid of Georgie Pooh and put Gloria Navarez in charge. Because I think she's done a great job with this. I think Gloria Navarez has handled this exactly as she should from the from the jump. She said, Oh, you guys went out? Okay, cool. Like, go watch the interview on the channel with Gloria Navarez, the commissioner of the Mountain West conference. She was on the show and she said, dude, it's a formality. It was it was well known when I took this job that at some point San Diego State was gone. Facts. And then this is how you handle it? When they gave you that much grace and, and runway to leave the conference, this is how you handle it? <laughs> nah, no, bro. Like I, I just don't think that you can allow this to happen. Well, and it's
1: rather incredible that they would make this kind of mistake on the on the heels of getting Snapdragon done. Because again, that's not some basic, simple, cheap little side project. No. I mean, that's you know, you paid a lot of money to do that. And and again, I'm not saying that they went broke doing the Snapdragon build and renovation. No, but and all they that have debt stuff. Load. But yeah, I mean you have debt load and 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 that's kind of the essence of financial health, right? I mean, we all go through times where we're we're in a surplus, and and like you know, again, like look at look at our country, right? Sometimes
0: we're you know, in the
1: '90s we were in a surplus, and now we're in massive debt. I mean, well, it's the same thing.
0: And I'd love to hear your thoughts in the comments about this. But Jake, what would you do if you were the Mountain West? I I would keep the money that you've withheld from them, and I would write them down for a year.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and and and, and I think it, it, it's proven a point, point. and that's why I say I think. Again, on one hand, the Mountain West has to save face and really prove a point here. Hey, you can't just do whatever the hell you want to do. There are consequences for the decisions and the actions that you when that you, you When you do. treat
0: us like this and you take us for granted, there are consequences for your actions.
1: But on the other hand, I also think you could look foolish if you go to the extreme in what I would say disciplining them or sanctioning them. Sanctioning is a proper word. In sanctioning them, you can't go to the extreme. It needs to be a proper... You know, very much in line, makes
0: sense, logical, logical move. I would agree. Dibs gives us five dollars to say, baby Yoda and nine friends equal thirty to forty million dollars. George Kleovkov in the pack less than twenty million. Just saying, just saying, <laughs> baby Yoda, that's funny. just saying, man. Just I agree. Um, Kaufman says uh, San Diego State might need uh, might need new leadership when they when all is said and done. Dude, Adela De La Torre has put herself in the in the crosshairs.
1: But I, but I don't think it's just her though, right? Like I I think her and JD Wicker scheme together. It, because again, you don't you don't do what JD did, and then your president goes and I agree. does what she did. I agree. And then we're supposed to think that they those two weren't on the same page, working together, scheming?
0: Come on, dude. I agree. Come on, bro. Yeah. Uh, Truck stop Gumby says Gloria's a gangster. Don't disagree. Boss Frog says San Diego State should be treated no different than uh, getting an invite. They got a partial payout. Here's the grant of rights. Now need to sign again and expect a full share in two years. Agreed. Agree 100%. Agreed. Uh, Mountain West Conference is not worth $1 million, OG Gary says. What do you mean by that? I think, I think if I am the Mountain West Conference and you merge with the Pac-12, I can see you getting that group of schools to $30 million a year Yeah, because CBS is already going to be involved because they're already involved.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So I can see you making a deal with multiple partners at that point. Roche says San Diego State needs to be patient and stop moving around. (laughs) Seriously. You just built Snapdragon Stadium. Now you want to move it to Los Angeles? Like, what are you thinking, man? That was a joke. See, but never mind. Uh, Ron Loney, the Pac-10 will soon be the boat people conference. Wow. Come on, man. Uh, San Diego, welcome to free agency. Ron, no, not do, not doing Wales or China today. Uh, John Bolster, John, what's up? The public research university of the Pac needs to just become the Ivy League of the left coast and massively de-emphasize athletics. Bro said the left coast. Why would you want them to de-emphasize athletics? Uh, Pac-10 plus Mountain West equals twelve million a team. I guess. Okay. Okay. Look, man, I would give San Diego State three to five million and move on, but they only get four a year. Ron Loney, Gloria, I think I got your number exactly. It's fair. Are you guys going to talk about the running back market? We are, and what happened to the position over the next several years as the big name players fail to get big contracts? What the Giants are doing with Saquon Barkley is criminal. Yeah. And it's criminal and it's stupid. But that's just me. I I can be wrong. And donuts. Paco's 70 million. San Diego State reduces revenue equals 20 million return on investment. Yeah, I but don't forget SMU is gonna pay 70 million to you, you know. Um uh, that's what the radio wizard in the great northwest said. Right. Behind the curtain. Uh, Aaron Wilson gifted a membership to Taylor Smith. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Appreciate you. Make sure you guys hit the like button here on the Monty show. Uh, where as always, we are presented by the advocates, theadvocates.com. You guys, the advocates are doing an awesome thing. They are trying to help homeless kids get to school with the gear they need. And it was, I, I was really looking into what the program entails. And it's hard to read the details, I'll be honest with you. The Road Home, who is one of the foremost homeless advocacy groups in the country, partnering with a power legal firm like the Advocates, because there are kids in in this country who don't have shoes and socks. They're asking for donations at Advocates Donations on Venmo because they're trying to provide kids multiple pairs of underwear for school think about that i admittedly i have a drawer full of Under Armour boxer shorts you're welcome now you have a visual whatever there are kids in this country who don't have a pair of underwear there are kids in this country who don't have socks who don't have what they call sturdy shoes they want to give them multiple pairs of pants to wear because some kids don't have pants. They only have shorts. And some kids just have a pair of pants. Think about your 10-year-old child going to school every day in the same outfit. And that means maybe underwear or not, maybe socks or not, but the pants and the shirt are the same every single day. How's he going to be treated? How's she going to be treated? We can do something about that. We can donate to the advocates who are working with The Road Home to make sure the kids have the clothing, the bare necessities. We're not talking about AirPods and cell phones. Dude, we're talking about pens and paper, socks and underwear, pants and shirts. Like these are the things that our kids are struggling with in this country. Help them today. If you have a dollar, every dollar counts, please. If you have a dollar, if you have $5, $100, donate to the Advocates on Venmo. It's Advocates Donations on Venmo. That money goes straight to the Road Home to provide uh, school equipment and supplies for homeless kids. Please shout it out if you donate. Um, if you are so inclined, it'd be great if you'd mention the Monty Show when you donate on on Venmo. If not, hey, totally fine as well. Um, but just donate if you can. We've we've given, and I'm telling you, man, it's rough, dude. It mm-hmm. is, it is it is rough. Todd James says, "Preach it." Yet we have people donating to other countries. Let's fix our own backyard first. It's just so hard for me. To think about, and I told this story about my, my guy in high school at the lunch table. And, but, man, I'm telling you, think about, think about kids not in high school, but think about second, third, fourth, kindergartners. Think about seventh, eighth graders, how cruel kids can be with bullying and their words these days and cell phones and social media. And it, $5 makes a difference. Ron Loney says it's called goodwill. Like the store Goodwill, there are people who can't afford to shop at Goodwill. I mean, seriously, think about that, man. Uh, J.K. Marshall, like Jake said, uh, going bare can feel a bit crowded and sweaty. It's not comfortable. It is not comfortable. Uh, Cougar Tracks, if the advocates could negotiate a media deal for the pack, they would have a lot of money for the kids. You're not wrong. You're You're not wrong. Um, Some of these parents quit buying beer and smokes and they could afford some kids clothing for their child. You guys dude, Come on now. That's it's not. We're talking about people that are homeless. We're not talking about people that are like, well, you know, I think I need a new uh, I need a new Pontiac. So you're going to have to go without shoes. Come on, man. This is a different thing. Uh, Thanks for getting me through the Facebook dry spell NFL or football dry spell. NFL preseason starts in a couple of weeks. Send donuts. Thank you for the $5. Which comes first,
1: a media deal or NFL
0: preseason? Stop. Hey, you start talking shit. What comes first? Guys, 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 guys. The 2024 presidential election or a Pac-12 media deal? Guys, 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 guys. Not a bad question. Uh, My best friend in elementary uh, was that kid. We would pool our milk money to pay him. To eat bugs on the playground. Like, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Jeremy Callahan, exactly, Monty. Goodwill doesn't give stuff away in the store, and their, their stuff has been getting more expensive. It, dude. I, like, do you guys understand? Kids are homeless. Yeah. Like, we... And I know... And I'm not judging anybody. But we're really... All of us watching the show are are in the 1% globally. There, there's no question about that. If you have a smartphone and you're watching YouTube, you're in the 1% globally. That, that, I mean, that's just a given. Think about kids who've never had a cell phone. Think about kids who don't have AirPods. Think about kids who don't have multiple pairs of shoes, who sleep in cars or homeless shelters. Those are the kids we're talking about. These aren't parents who are buying $12 packs of smokes instead of shirts for their kids. I, 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 the social, the social pressure that our young people in this country face, you guys, I mean, like, honestly, this is not about politics. This is not Republican or Democrat. This is human to human. We're talking about kids. They're innocent. And every day that they don't have shoes, socks, and man, we have kids going to school without underwear. Think about that, man. Would you want your kid to go to school without underwear? And the way this program works, because we're a national show, the advocates have an office where you walk into their office and you pull a little piece of paper off the wall, and it's got a list of items that are needed for a particular child. Fulfill that list and you bring it back to their office. But we're a national show, so we know we can help. And so the advocates have Venmo so that you can Venmo and make a difference for them. That's that's what yes. we're talking about. Advocates donations on Venmo. Let's let's leave the politics out of it. Um, our dollar is becoming work, worthless. We're all about to become homeless. Force ghost Fabio says, "Dude, wrong show." Uh, I challenge all you awesome casuals to match your super chat with a donation for the kiddos today. We should do, may, and maybe we do that Friday. I don't know. Maybe we should do a day. I'll get one of the advocates to come on and talk about it. Like you guys, this is a big fucking deal. Yeah, like, I mean, what
1: we should do is come what on we now. should do is because we have our usuals that that will super chat us what we should do and is, we really
0: appreciate everybody who does that it helps the show immensely
1: on friday we should take or you guys not us because we don't take it but you guys what you should do is is you should take your super chat that you would give us make the donation then screenshot that you made the donation and dm it to us we'll put it on the, we'll put it on the show and we can just get the momentum going because there's no reason. I mean, again, I, I don't know where we're at on stats today or views or whatever, but, you know, we get three to 5,000 views every show now. So yeah, we're I at mean, like
0: almost 4,000 views today. Bro,
1: I mean, if, if every person or even half the people who watched this show today just gave a dollar, you can see what that kind of impact would do.
0: It'd be huge. Uh, Mike Smith, how about getting Buckshot and Blade HQ to donate to a child charity as well? I will absolutely help. I will absolutely try to get that done. I will try to get that done. Ron Loney, if you can't afford come guys, you guys. Stop. We're not attacking parents. Yeah. This this is what we cannot do. We cannot attack people. We've got to stop doing we've lost the ability to communicate in this country, man. We're talking about helping kids. Yeah. We're not attacking their parents. We're not we're not doing that. I'm talking about basic necessities for kids. And listen, if that's a turnoff for you, I apologize. Come back tomorrow. I, I, I understand and I appreciate it. Carlos says, you're right, Monty. There's a guy at my postal station. He was on the news and him and his family live in a van. He has a special needs teen and the guy rides his bike to work and starts a shift at 7 a.m. Damn. There aren't people trying to be homeless. Nobody's like, yeah, you know what? I need a new pair of Jordans. We have- Jordans are my rent. Like, do you guys understand how many people, like last Christmas when we we did all those Christmas donations, do you understand how many people reached out to us? And we met a bunch of people and gave them Christmas gifts for their kids. Do you know how many people cried in front of us? Do you know how many people are humbled by the fact that they can't afford Christmas because they're trying to pay their rent? Yeah. And we're sitting here indicting parents that should be snipped? Come on, man. Come on. Shooter Texas says, don't apologize, never apologize for helping kids. They're innocent. They're innocent. Uh, Michael Peck says, regardless of the parent situation, it's not the kid's fault. Let's help them out. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cougar uh, Track says, can we super chat the money to you guys? Sure you can. Absolutely. MJ Bissette, uh, disappointing so many mean-spirited people in the chat. Wow, just don't donate. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you don't like it, don't donate. You know what I mean? Like, that's crazy to me. I'm sorry. Where is the link? Uh, I'd like to make a donation right here. Um, advocates donation on Venmo, just go on Venmo. Um, it's advocates donations that goes right to the road home. And listen, if you, if you just want to be anonymous, you can do that on Venmo, whatever you want to say, but in there, just say, Hey, for homeless kids, that would be fantastic if you guys would do that. And maybe on Friday, let me, let me work with the advocates. I don't want to steal their thunder. or I'm not trying to like hijack their thing. I just want to help kids in our communities because that's what the advocates are about. They really work hard to support their communities. You guys like, yeah, let's, let's not, let's not focus on parents. Thank you. Kevin Motti gives us 1999. Thank you. Giggity says, do you know how long the advocates are doing uh, the needs list in the office? I do not, but I will ask. I will ask uh, for certain Todd James. Uh, well, if you have something nasty to say, preferably make it in a super chat so they can get paid to read it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Uh, OG Gary. I grew up mad poor and because of donations, we got a full bag of Christmas donations. I'm now in a position where I'm making over 120,000 for sure. Donating on Friday's show would love to pay it back. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it on Friday. We'll put something together. We'll have the advocates on and. Let, let's see what we can do. Saul Goodman says, greet of those sa- same companies who build homes and businesses to people who can't afford them. Um, give to charity, hypocrisy. It, it, well, there's a lot of that, no doubt about it. Maury Alvarez says, Where is Football at 50? Monday. Football 50 will be back full time on Monday. Rick Olson says, Is there some kind of accountability to where the money goes? It goes to the road home. And it is specific, this, this program is called Apples. And you can go on The Advocates website, it's on their it's on their Instagram, it's on their Facebook, it's on their website, theadvocates.com, and you can read all about it. You can message with them on their website if you don't want to send to a Venmo. Message on theadvocates.com and you can chat with an attorney 24 seven and say, hey, heard about the Apple's program on the Monty Show, what's it all about? And they will hook you up. They're great people, trust me when I say that. Uh, Jeremy Callahan says, football at 50. Truck Stop Gumby wants the music. By the way, it's way too much at $78 per month. What's $78? What he says, I, I do YouTube TV. I got what you're saying. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Jason, can we help build a tent on Skid Row for the Pac-12? Wow. Cold, bro. Cold-blooded, you Damn. guys. Cold-blooded, you guys. Thank you, Cougar Tracks. Appreciate that. Phenomenal. Um, uh, All right. I got a little rough. Yeah, man. that
1: got a little intense, dude. That did get a
0: little that intense. I got a little intense, man. I'm surprised. Real quick, 30 seconds on this. I'm surprised that we cannot separate our vitriol for... Because there are bad parents in the world, there's no doubt. Mm-hmm. Our vitriol for lack of parenting versus the innocent kid who is the victim of that. I'm surprised. And not all of us. I'm surprised there's so many people who want to attack the parents and forsake the child like give the child a better chance than than what their parents are providing for them you know bullying is such a mm, school's hard for kids dude yeah school is hard for kids i'm i'm just i'm telling you school is hard for kids uh the monty show as always is presented by our friends At The Advocates, you know them on a daily basis as the best injury attorneys in the business at theadvocates.com.
3: I was involved in a hit and run accident. My chiropractor recommended me to The Advocates. They completely took care of everything. Now that my case has been settled, I feel like I can go back to my normal life, all thanks to The Advocates.
0: The Advocates at theadvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business. Chat with an attorney live online for free. See because... You don't pay the advocates unless and until they win your case at the advocates.com, Utahadvocates.com. Hour number three of the show. Uh, a lot of you are in. Uh Jeremy Sevier says, be the one that makes a difference in someone's life. Yes. Yeah. Uh Carlos says, no one comes up on their own bootstraps. We all need help at one time or another. Absolutely. It's true. Absolutely. Uh Saul Goodman, some people need condoms, not on the kids', not the kids' fault. That's exactly right. It's not the kid's fault. It, it just isn't. Um, let's see. Cy Kev says, if you haven't replaced your smoke detector battery since the Pac-12 saga started, it's time. Damn. <laughs> Does the Pac-12 ever, like, get a pass? No. Is it Or is this nah. just, it's going to be forever, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it? Uh, Saul Goodman says, uh, go fund me for the pathetic 12. Yeah, uh, let's get you today's biggest stories in sports. Thanks to our friends at Super Chicks on Riverdale Road in Ogden or in St. George. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Super Chicks is the bomb, you guys. If you have not been to Super Chicks, you got to go. The thing we love about Super Chicks is they're always using a full breast for their chicken sandwiches. It is the best chicken sandwich in the business. Mrs. Monty loves it. Jake eats avocados on chicken sandwiches, which we all know is weird. I'm a deluxe guy. All I get is a full chicken breast, lettuce, tomato, extra pickles on a lovely bun, french fries, salt, and pepper. If you are a custard milkshake guy, custard like you can't even imagine. Super Chicks, the best chicken sandwich in the business. Riverdale Road in Ogden, and of course, down in the GZ, What's up, St. George? We got to get down there to play some golf when it's not 7,000 degrees. Yeah. In southern Utah and Arizona. Uh, can't wait to get to Mesquite. Hello to everybody in Las Vegas. Uh, Las Vegas has boomed on this show over the last month. So hello, everybody in Las Vegas. Thank you to all of our friends in Texas. As we kick off hour number three of the show, I just want to say thanks for being here, man. Um, this show is having a, a, a massive growth spurt. Um, we appreciate that, you guys. We're really trying to get to twenty thousand subs uh, on the show as fast as we can, uh, and I tell you that we are about five hundred away. We're at nineteen thousand four hundred and forty-five subscribers. There you go. Who remembers the days in our basement when we had a hundred subscribers? Crazy, a craziness. But absolutely, thank you. Uh, we appreciate everybody being here today. I think this Pac-12 story is probably the biggest story in sports, um, almost without question. Uh, multiple sources today say the Pac-12 does not have a TV deal to announce this week at Big T- or at uh, Pac-12 Football Media Day, which is Friday in Las Vegas. ESPN Heather Dinich is reporting that the Pac-12 media deal is imminent in the um. near quote unquote near future. Um, she is also reporting that the 10 schools in the conference have pre-negotiated the rights deal and agreed on the terms, including how revenue will be split. And her source says that our 10 schools have been ridiculously patient. Um, to which we say this sounds an awful lot. And you tell me, I want you to, I want you to listen to this bite but tell me that this is almost not word for word what Kirk Schultz, the president of Washington State, who is now the executive director of the PAC-12 Board of Directors, the chairperson, whatever the F you want to call him, <laughs> the chairman of the PAC-12 Board of Directors, tell me that's not chapter and verse, what Kirk Schultz said in We're
3: continuing to have really good dialogue and discussion with several media bidders and media partners. And there's multiple people that are really interested in the PAC-12 we occupy a really unique time slot that people want Pac-12 football. They want men's and women's basketball. So we've got lots of folks out there, and I know our fans are frustrated. They're like, Kirk, we've been hearing since January, it's imminent, it's going to happen. But uh, I ask everybody to be patient because we have more bidders coming to the table, more people interested as the time goes on, and attend schools are as unified as I've ever seen them. So we hope in the next few weeks to a month, to be able to have a media rights deal, to get the grant of rights signed by all 10 schools, and then to work on expansion. So when it happens, folks, the dominoes are going to fall quickly.
0: So let me get this right. No, you know, I, 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 I ain't know. the sharpest ball. Right, no, you not wait. the brightest ball with but the and stuff, you know. So Kanzano says his sources, remember when Canzano was writing the dominoes are going to fall? Kurt Schultz just said the dominoes will um. fall. Uh, Heather Dinich. Well, the Pac-12 schools have been ridiculously patient. Kurt Schultz in May. The Pac-12 schools have been ridiculously patient. Uh, Radio wizard up there behind the curtain in the Great Northwest. Oh well, the Pac-12 has a grant of rights. Deal agreed to. You know, uh, Heather Dinich. The Pac-12 has pre-arranged a grant. Mm. Kurt Schultz. Yeah, our members are together and unified. Mm. Tell me Kurt Schultz isn't talking to everyone who will listen behind the scenes off the record, bro. Of course, off the record. Right? Like, tell me that that's not what's happening. got changed to sources. Maybe we should change his name to Buddy. Right? That's what this is. Come on now. That's what this is. Hey, new member on the show, Michael Peck, okay. who actually rejoined the membership, Michael Peck. Let's go, baby. Appreciate you, my guy. Good to see you, as always. Welcome to the Entry Level Membership. You guys, you can become a member of the program like Michael Peck did today uh, for as little as $1.99, program. Uh, which gets all your comments highlighted and supports the show, or for nine ninety nine a month, you begin. Hello. Hello, you can become an exclusive member of our Instagram chat group. Which today the talk was who's got the best Irish whiskey, and we all know it's Jameson. Damn good! It was really, it is pack ten, right. uh really good. So, uh Michael Peck, welcome back to the membership. Appreciate you, Saul Goodman. The guy from Wazoo is it outrageous. It's ridiculous.
1: Well, and I just think it's incredible, like the the messaging, the the. The verbiage, it's the same. It's verbiage, please. Like you, you, like it's incredible. So, Heather puts out this story today, and it kind of hit us like, hey, like yeah, we've heard this before. And then you start thinking about what other people have reported, and, and it, it is chapter and verse what he's been rolling out, what Schultz has been rolling out of Washington State. So. So that's why I say, like, unfortunately for Heather, like, it's not personal, and and I do think I firmly in my heart of hearts I believe that she does outstanding work, but it's very clear to me, uh, based on the quotes that she has in that article, that she's talking to him because that's what he says. It's it it it, it can't be a thing where you write an article with certain quotes that basically have the same words, use the same way, and then I can play a video off of that story and it's the same words the same way. That's, you can't do that. That's that's a problem.
0: It's a huge problem. And I think when you look at what's going on, I think that's a deal. The San Diego State situation today that we detailed for you, um, very clearly, Wales vagina is not in a good place. Mm-mm. And I don't know how you fix this with the Mountain West Uh, Who presidents met yesterday, but there was no resolution because they are trying to uh, understand what tools are at their fingertips to sanction San Diego State. So I would expect within a short period of time we will have an announcement uh, from the Mountain West. But I would not expect that to be uh, you know look kind of like the no, I'm not going to do it. The Mountain West will announce it in a timely manner. Oh,
1: it's not imminent.
0: (laughs) Look, Heather Dinich, take it easy. <laughs> um, and then there are the running back wars in the NFL Ugh. that we have to get to because Saquon Barkley, um, Josh Jacobs uh, are among the two running backs uh, as well as Cowboy running back Tony Pollard, who did not, who did not come to a long-term deal with their clubs and will now have to play on their 2023 franchise tenders. Um The Giants offered Barkley an increase this year that could have gotten him to $14 per season. He turned it down. And I think he was smart to turn it down. I think this entire situation in the NFL, and Tony Pollard with the Cowboys, I understand he's hurt. But you cut Ezekiel Elliott for Tony Pollard. Yeah. And are you really telling me that you're not going to sign Pollard to a long-term deal? Are you really telling me that the Las Vegas Raiders are not going to sign Josh Jacobs to a long-term deal? And I guess the question is, have running backs lost their value in the NFL? And and Jake, I think the answer is yes. Well, yeah, because I think the NFL
1: is no longer a ground-and-pound league. I mean, obviously, running the football puts you in in really strong positions as an offense. And when you're playing from second and four because you were able to run it on first down that's obviously a great thing for your offense but I think the premium is obviously going to quarterbacks and and, and I look at just how much money some of these teams are giving their quarterbacks and it, it makes sense that they're going to have to cut in another other areas. And so you know you look at you look at Daniel Jones and the deal he's on you you look at some of these other situations and I'm not surprised. That, you know, some guys in the league who historically, Saquon Barkley, five years ago, would have got paid. No problem. You, You'd have got the brain struck. But now the league is a little bit different. Owners and GMs, I would guess, are tired of their running backs being hurt constantly and popping ACLs and all this all, all these injuries. And they would rather invest in a quarterback. Invest in really, you need two wide receivers at least, in my opinion, to be a dominant offense. But at least one wide receiver. Look at the Titans and DeAndre Hopkins, right? The Titans are out here investing in 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 wide receiver talent. So, I, I for me, I guess in one on one hand, I'm not surprised. But it does give you a bad taste in your mouth to say, hey, we're not going to pay Saquon Barkley, even though he's one of the one of the best backs in the league and can break a game wide open on his own. So,
0: but let's call it what it is. This is no longer a 500-carry league for running backs. It's not. That's not the way this game is played. Linebackers and defensive linemen. Notice Aaron Donald had no problem getting paid because he's one of the most def- dominant defensive players in the history of the NFL. And he's a guy that ends careers, right? So... When you're in a league where the quarterbacks and the wide receivers are making the money, hell, look at Netflix renewing quarterbacks already for for season two. This is a quarterback-driven league. Football has become a quarterback-driven sport at the college and professional level. And I think when you look at a guy like Josh Jacobs, he led the NFL in rushing last year. There has to be a happy medium between those two, right? At some point... There has to be a happy medium. I look at a guy like Tony Pollard. He put up big numbers for the Dallas Cowboys last year to the point where you were able to eliminate Ezekiel Elliott. I look at Saquon Barkley. This is the one that's head-scratching. He's back off of a knee injury. He was one of the best offensive weapons in the league. All three of those guys catch the football well. That's the part that's head-scratching because I also think you look at a guy like Austin Eckler who plays for Wales Vagina in Los Angeles because they share a place... It, a small bedroom, really. It's a studio apartment out um, back of the um, Rams Stadium. Um, um, you look at you look at at those kind of guys, and I say to myself, like, how is Josh Jacobs, who ran for sixteen hundred yards in twelve touchdowns? How are you not wanting to pay that guy? How are you not wanting to pay Saquon Barkley? And when you look at Saquon's stats, he came back and gave you. A career year off of a knee injury last year, 1,300 yards, 10 touchdowns. like. And by the way, the guy doesn't turn the football over. And yet you won't pay him. And you still throw him the football almost, almost 100 catches, 91 catches on a career high. Last year he had 57 and he was only targeted 76 times. That's not his problem that's the offense's problem yeah he's shown you saquon over his career he can be a prolific part of your offense in both the passing game and the running game yet you don't want to pay him and that's the thing i don't understand if you don't want to pay derrick henry because a guy is just too physical and at some point that ass is going to get caught okay i get that but is is he really a guy when you when you look at derrick henry is is that a guy who you you truly don't want on your team? Is is Nick Chubb a guy that you don't want on your team? Is Miles Sanders in Philadelphia a guy that they're eventually not going to want to pay? That's crazy but to me. But
1: again, Miles Sanders is going to take a cut if they you know if it's if it's him or Jalen, if it's him or you know big time wide receiver AJ. Well, you're paying those guys first, and, and that's why I say. Running backs, you know, like Eckler. Eckler came out today and said he wants to hear from owners as to why running backs aren't getting paid. As you would hope. And for me, it's a very simple proposition. You're no longer the prime, one of the primary positions in the league getting the job done. Now, if you want to make a case, hey, uh, pass pro, I can catch it in the flat. You know, I can also, you know, you know, own a linebacker in the A-gap. Like, I can do all these things that make me... In elite back, and and then you want to be upset. I understand that, but the reality of the situation is, you know, it's quarterbacks and it's wide receivers, and now, frankly, yeah. it's tight ends, not running backs. I completely
0: disagree. Well, I think I think the teams. This is Dalvin Cook getting away from Minnesota. You 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 are paying for the sins of Jerry Jones mm-hmm. when you overpay a guy like Ezekiel Elliott and, and you find a solution in Tony Power. Pollard, and now you don't want to pay Tony Pollard because you overpaid Dak Prescott. Like, yeah, it's true. You're not managing your money well. Derrick Henry is in the prime of his career, and I agree with what he tweeted today. Just take running backs out of the game then, because if you're not going to pay them and you're gonna you're gonna you're you're gonna leverage them, yet you don't want to pay them. Austin Eckler, I agree with with. Los Angeles not wanting to pay Austin Eckler. you should have let him go to market then. But here's the problem. you can't replace his production. You can't replace everything he does for you. yet you don't want to pay him. Yeah. I would I would not acquiesce. If I was a running back in this league, I would not acquiesce at all. I, I would not. Todd James, running backs are plentiful, especially with injuries. I'd like to see the plentiful running backs.
1: Yeah, I I think uh, let's not be foolish here. Respectfully, Todd, I I think that 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 Saquon Barkley is not plentiful. You don't no. have 15 Saquon Barkleys in the league. You don't have again, you know. Unfortunately for Tony Pollard, the injury, but you don't have 15 Tony Pollards. You don't have, dude. I, I'm telling you. It, 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 it puts your offense over the top to have a running back that has to be respected by the defense. There's no question about
0: that. And, and I look at Jamal Williams in Detroit. Jamal Williams, when he was in Detroit, led the NFL in touchdowns for running backs. But what
1: has he turned into? What That's a perfect example. He's a
0: banger. But he gave you 1,000 yards and 17 touchdowns, and you got rid of him. Mm-hmm. That's mind-numbing to me. It's mind-numbing to me, mm-hmm. and he's a great leader, and you still got rid of him. I look at Austin Eckler, and I agree that Austin Eckler's undersized. He played 17 games. Mm-hmm. Dude, do you know the numbers that Eckler put up last year? Are you, I don't think people understand that Austin Eckler last year only had 279 yards receiving, uh, or excuse me, 722 yards receiving. And 915 yards on the ground, that's 1,600 yards and 18 touchdowns, and you didn't want to pay him. Mm -hmm. Undersized? Yes. Durable? Yes. Productive? Yes. Yes to all of those. Why would you not want to pay that guy? Well, because he's a running back. But are you stocked with the premier wide receivers in the NFL? You're not. Are you the best offensive line in the NFL? You're not. By the way, the wide receivers you do have are always hurt. It's amazing to me. You have Justin Herbert as your quarterback. You don't want to pay the best wide receivers. You don't want to have the best offensive line, and you don't want to pay your running back. What message are you sending to Justin Herbert, who, by the way, you still haven't paid your quarterback? You know. Like, the, this is the issue. And you look at the teams that we're talking about. The New York Giants routinely make these mistakes. Routinely. Odell Beckham Jr., okay, headache, problem, but he went on to win a Super Bowl in LA. Okay, Saquon Barkley. You let Saquon Barkley go, that's when you don't recover from. You want to pay Daniel Jones all that money? Knock yourself out, dude. Saquon Barkley's the guy you should have paid. Facts. Saquon Barkley deserved it. You look at the attempt numbers from last year, rushing attempts last year, it's Henry, they don't want to pay him. Jacobs, they don't want to pay him. Nick Chubb, they don't want to extend him. Saquon Barkley, Dalvin Cook last year. Dalvin Cook played 17 games, 264 yards, 1,173 rushing yards. They don't want him on their team anymore. Like, what? I, 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 may, I just sure feel like I'm works. insane. The guy also had 300 yards receiving last year, and you don't want to pay him. And these, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you can only keep making stupid decisions for so long. It's crazy. Uh, Y-Zone, anyone turning down $14 million per year gets what they get. But the problem is you're not talking about real money. $14 million in the NFL is underpaying a running back. Ezekiel Elliott was getting 15 Dalvin Cook doesn't deserve more than Ezekiel Elliott. What sense does that make? Josh Jacobs doesn't deserve more than Zeke. Yeah, he does. Absolutely, he does. Yeah. In my opinion. You know, like, I, I just, I don't know, man. Yeah. Scott of Greywater says it's the market, Monty. It is. It absolutely is. But
1: I don't think, I, look, I, I, you know, respectfully, I think that's a cop-out, though. It's the market? Well, the owners are trying to set the market. I mean, this is what it really is. The comment should have been, hey, it's the negotiation. I mean, this is classic owners versus players, right? This is classic, yes. hey, the players believe, and rightfully so, believe that they should be paid a certain amount and the owners are just pushing down on them. Right. So, so that's why I say like, if I'm a kid in high school, right. If I'm coming up in football, football's my sport. I don't want to be a running back. You're either a quarterback, a safety, uh, 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 a, a, cornerback or a wide receiver. Just straight up. Those yeah. are the four positions.
0: Yeah, we'll find out. I don't know. I think it, it it's going to be interesting to see exactly how all that plays out. Jim Choi says how much do they pay Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey. Oh, what's he getting paid? That's a good um, question. His cap hit is three point four million dollars this year. Um, he'll make twelve million. He restructured his deal for eleven point eight million in twenty twenty four. Twelve million in twenty twenty five. And he he gets like he has restructure and but essentially the number that matters is his cap hits are 3.4 this year, 14 next year, 14.3 in 2025. Yeah. 29 years old. He's underpaid now. Yeah. He's underpaid now.
1: But again, a guy like this is, is a good example. A guy like this isn't going to complain about his money. No. Because he sees these other guys not getting paid.
0: And he made incredible contributions in San Francisco last year. Yeah. I think he was worth that deal, no doubt about it, no doubt. Bryce Smart and I, however, I mostly blame this on Le'Veon Bell and Zeke because they both got paydays and didn't pan out. Absolutely, that's correct. that's the
1: truth. That absolutely
0: I agree with. correct. Yeah. I I don't just Given with the that rest of all. the backs
1: in the league a bad name.
0: Yep, Elaine Tran says he's he's so big no one can tackle Derrick Henry stupid if the titans don't pay him he's in his prime too he is yeah derrick henry is one
1: that that i that is kind of a head scratcher too because like you said he's in his prime and and he's he's an outlier he is so big that y- he's a workhorse man you get you can give them what 20 20 carries a game 25 carries a game i mean all you got to do is run the football and now you just yeah. went out and got the andre hopkins like what, like, why would you not? I mean, are you going to make the run or not?
0: Yeah. Jet Wayman, what's up, my guy? Tao King of Utah. Sup, guys? The average kicker's making more than the average running back this year in the NFL.
1: Okay, but in my opinion... It's crazy. What am I going to say?
0: Idiot kickers win and loose games all the time. Correct. Correct. I mean, you better so pay the good ones. The
1: good ones, ones you got to pay.
0: Yeah. Uh, Saul Goodman, the NFL basically saying my offensive line makes running backs. That's true. Yet... Los Angeles doesn't want to pay the offensive line or Justin Herbert, apparently. Mm -hmm. You know. Bryce Martin, plus, why didn't Barry Sanders win a Super Bowl or Jerome Bettis till later in his career? You need a good quarterback to even make the playoffs. Barry Sanders retired out of frustration in Detroit. Teams routinely make deep runs without 1,000-yard backs, but do they win? Do they win? I mean, look at This goes back to the Megatron
1: situation, right? They didn't want to pay Buddy. Right? They they didn't they didn't want to pay him. Nope. So what did he do? He said, All right, I'm out. And to this day it's still not right. And people vilify him for it.
0: Yeah, and apparently it's his fault. You know? Like I look at I look at Kansas City. Kansas City used essentially four guys to win a Super Bowl. Pacheco, uh Edwards Hilaire, Jarek McKinnon, and then Patrick Mahomes. What is Patrick Mahomes if he doesn't have Pacheco behind him last year? After Edwards-Hilaire went down. Mm -hmm. Think about that. Think about the contribution that they got out of the running back position and Jarek McKinnon catching the football for 512 yards and nine touchdowns. Yeah. And by the way, he also gave you 300 yards um, rushing on 72 carries and a touchdown. Like. It all depends on the system. Andy Reid's a genius. I totally get that. Mm -hmm. But it all depends on the system. It always depends on the system. And if you are going to... In my opinion, I agree that if you're going to win a Super Bowl, you better have a quarterback. Yeah. But if you are in... I don't know. Who's a team that's good but not great? If you're in Buffalo, who's your best running back? Well, it's Josh Allen. Right? Well, Devin Singletary. Okay, but Josh Allen... Had 762 yards. Devin Singletary at 819. Okay, I probably wouldn't pay Devin Singletary. Would I pay James Cook or Zach Moss? I probably would. Yeah. Right? If you look at, I don't know, look at New England. Look at all the running backs they had during Tom's time in New England. You look at theirs, like Ramondre Stevenson last year was the first time in how long that they had a, a real stalwart in the backfield. Well, and it's because Mac Jones only ran for 102 yards. Yeah. Right? But you also look at the fact that Ramondre Stevenson caught 69 balls last year.
1: Oh, uh, Indianapolis. Buddy in Indianapolis, dude. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Talk about a running back, right? Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor. Dude, bro. He only played 11 games and had
0: 861 yards, and they weren't the same
1: without him. Right? Like, so in that situation, maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's situational as far as, like, hey, without you, what kind of team are we? Well, apparently that's not the case in Tennessee. Apparently that's not the case in San Diego, LA.
0: What about the Rams? The Rams, another good example. You look at the Rams' churn at running back. Yeah. Cam Akers last year was their leading rusher, played 15 games. They were awful last year. Yeah. Right, like I guess it's philosophical. I agree with everybody saying but that.
1: But I do think, generally speaking, owners are going to be as cheap as they possibly can be. Yeah. They want to pay you the least amount of my but
0: money. Todd James, yards are yards. Committee or one dude, yards are yards. Mike Smith says, remember years ago the fullback was a value position. Tom Rathman. Uh, now most can only name one fullback from San Francisco. Oh, by the way. Don't forget about great old Matt Suey. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't even know who Matt Suey is. Modern football doesn't go through running backs. There are no Jim Brown, Earl Campbell, Walter Payton. Oh, I agree with that. You got to catch the football now. You have it, But the screenplay is absolutely a game changer in the NFL. But I think owners don't want
1: to talk about pass protection either.
0: But it's also what you said. Yeah. Tight ends. Tight ends, dude. Tight ends change the way the running back position was valued. There's no doubt. There's no doubt about it um shooter texas the 49ers are one of the few teams that use the running back well in my opinion love that offense when the parts are all working i agree hundo, hundo p dude uh jim Choi. that's how spanos have run the chargers since the old man exactly right og gary if i'm a running back i transition to becoming wide receiver or slot receiver don't want a five-year career when i can have a 10-year career that's the truth yeah Yep, and Donut says RBs equal backfield blockers. Well, that's the
1: thing that I think doesn't get talked about. I mean, how many times do you see the great quarterback make a great throw after his running back got absolutely trucked? Like, that happens every day in the league. So to me... Look, I just think that there's a couple different cuts of running back. I I have always believed that there are like the Christian McCaffrey's of the world should not be running backs. They should be rovers, in my opinion. I agree because you you're not just a hey turn around, hand it off, run it through the a gap back. That's not what you do. No, I right? Agree. You can do that, but you can catch it in the flat. You can pass pro. You can run a quick slant. You can run the crosser route. Like you can do all this stuff. So I just think that some guys are are just valued much higher than other dudes, and unfortunately. Austin Eckler is one of those guys that's in a crap organization who's not going to
0: pay you. Yep. Fat Jesus says you can make up for mediocre running backs much more than you can make up for mediocre passing game. Truth. I agree with that. Jim Choi says, yep, Danny Dime is going to be a bust, but his good kid from Duke and the Mora's like good kids. Danny Dime. What am I missing? Saul Goodman. uh, Justin Herb's getting traded, in my opinion. Chargers, cheap. Yeah, they've
1: always well. I, in my opinion, I think he deserves always. a better situation. He is a damn good quarterback, yeah. And I would love to see him in a in a in a, a situation that prioritizes passing. Yep. Uh
0: Mike Smith, market dictates what position makes fair or not does. Yes, absolutely. Y zone Giants without Barkley will be terrible. Imagine Daniel Jones without a running threat is a recipe for disaster. I agree. Elaine Tran, Elliott sucks now. Did Zeke sign somewhere else? Where did he, like, I, but he got paid. He got paid. Todd James, $14 million is life-changing, more than enough money to uh, play a sport commonly played in American backyards or neighborhoods. But you're trying to talk like common sense. Professional sports is monopoly money. Like, it makes no sense at all. The uh, Jet Wayman, the Giants should have franchise tagged Jones and paid Barkley. That's what we, and how many times did we talk about that on this show? A lot. We talked about that a lot on this show. You know, Rick Olson, Give it five years and running backs will make a big return. It is cyclical. There is no doubt about that. Brandon Unruh, uh, it's not just Zeke's contract. It's Gurley before him. Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley. Yep. Le'Veon Bell. Todd Gurley,
1: bro. Todd Gurley was one of my favorite players in the league before the injuries. I would love watching him run the football.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Vorlon Angel. Last time I saw Daniel Jones, he was running all by himself and fell down on his own. Yeah, you guys remember that? (laughs) I think he's actually a franchise quarterback. I do Uh shooter, Texas, a good running back is highly desired in college. So if you want a free education, be a running back. Don't plan on much beyond Euro or Canadian football. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Bryce Martin says, uh, McCaffrey can catch the ball out of the backfield and is a threat everywhere. If you're not him in today's game, then you're mainly left behind. I agree with that. I agree. I agree with but that. But how do you explain Saquon, dude? Well, I mean, there's a couple of ways you can explain Saquon, but the most obvious one is that he uses buckshot from bucked up. That, I mean, that's so to me that that is exactly why he's amazing, um, because I'm sure that he takes a buckshot before every game. You'll notice we took a buckshot today at 3:30, and we have rolled through two and a half hours on this show, and it's because of bucked up. And got on the scale this morning, lost another half pound. Thrilled about that. And the best part is. The best part is they've only got 31 pounds to go. (laughs) 31 pounds before Hawaii on November 18th. I am going to break 80 and I'm going to lose 31 pounds by Hawaii. Hell or high water. I'm going to break 80 and I am going to lose 30 pounds. And I'm going to do that with Bucked Up. I'm telling you. Bucked Up, whether it's their proteins, their collagen peptides. And you guys, if you need protein, you need supplements, you need pre-workout. There's nobody to talk about Beyond Bucked Up. Bucked Up has the best pre-workouts in the business. My wife uses an endurance supplement. You guys probably know this by now that she's training for a triathlon in August. She's five weeks away and she is using Bucked Up and she uses Bucked Up Endurance and it makes a difference in her long cycling sessions, her runs, her swims. She's doing this master swim class. She's using Bucked Up Endurance and it it works. And that's the message I wanna send you about Bucked Up. When Bucked Up says, hey, use our protein, you know you're getting the best protein, whey protein isolate, by the way, uh, because Bucked Up only delivers high quality ingredients to give you the best nutrients, to give you the best performance. So whether you need pre-workout collagen peptides, I use them every day. Their greens are simply spectacular. Things like clean, long-lasting energy from Buckshot. Get their their Bucked Up energy drinks. I'll tell you again, they're all sugar-free. The black can has 300 milligrams of caffeine in it. I drink Miami now. I'm on this this yellow gummy bear or white gummy bear stuff that Mike Maples got me hooked on. <laughs> telling you, it's remarkable. Bucked up, the official energy product of the Monty Show. In the description below, get your free sampler pack of their buck bars. They're fantastic. Get your sampler pack of their buckshot. It's fantastic. Bucked up energy. Tell them you heard about it on the Monty show. Where are we at? Uh, Cleveland rocks gives us $50. Please forward this to the kids fund. Thanks for raising money to help those in needs. Absolutely. Absolutely. We will do that. And um, if you guys don't know what Cleveland rocks is talking about, we are um, helping the advocates raise money uh, for homeless kids. We're trying to put something together on Friday um, where we do all of our donations. So, uh, absolutely, Cleveland Rocks, I will do that. Uh, and Donuts says Cleveland Rocks, that's solid. Truck stops the way, Truck Stop Gumby <laughs> says. Uh, Elaine Tran says Bike Duo isn't in California. I don't know what that means. Oh, Bucked Up. Well, you can order online at buckedup.com.
1: Yeah, Monty 20.
0: Yeah. Get it done. Use the promo code MONTY20 uh, to get um, 20% off at per, uh, at checkout at yeah. buckedup.com. Yeah. Um, hook it up. Make sure you get it done. But you know, Elaine, absolutely, you can. They, there's th- that's why you get a discount online. It helps you pay for it. Like they offset their cost of shipping, so they give you a twenty percent discount to do that. Uh, Bryce, or I'm sorry, Kurt Peters, Bucked Up and Viagra need to do a non-con collab for Ultimate Performance. <laughs>
1: <laughs> See what he did there? Non-con, like they're in different conferences. You know,
0: non-conference game. I mean. You know, Utah may win one this year. Bryce Martin, I'm going to try bucked up on my next 24-hour shift on the ambulance. Oh, are you a paramedic? Okay. Are you Gage or DeSoto? Does anybody know what that means? Are you Gage or DeSoto? Oh, uh, what are you talking about, man? I'm going to put it to the ultimate test. Let's go, Bryce. Do it. Do it. Report back. Do it. Report back. Bucked up energy. The official energy provider of the Bonsie show, Lane Tran, says, okay, thanks. Absolutely. Thank you. Um, All right, let's get to a couple of non-sports stories. Should leaving your dog's poop on the ground be a felony? (laughs) Felony is probably strong. What? In France, and I would encourage you to go Google this, France is collecting DNA from all dogs now because they're tired of you letting your dog poop on the ground and not picking it up. (laughs) <laughs> and i don't understand this because this in all truthfulness this drives me crazy uh-huh. i hate when people leave their dogs poop on the ground and it's an academic epidemic and nobody's willing to take accountability for it like it's it's quite literally a pet peeve of mine
1: see what he did there so it's it's we're talking about pets and it's a pet peeve i see
0: what you did there that was good i was hoping somebody would pick up on it yeah Unfortunately,
1: you know they don't pick up their dog poop as much as they picked up. Pick up on it. See what he did there.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think if you're a pet owner and you leave dog poop on the ground, I think you are not good, because one it gets other dogs sick, but two it takes two seconds.
1: You're a douche.
0: They everybody has free dog poop bags, right? Everybody's got them. You walk your dog in any neighborhood, any park, any dog park. Everybody's got them, and they're cheap on Amazon. Is it really that difficult? Get a bag, bend over, pick up the dog poop and throw it away. Is it really that difficult? This really pisses me off. I yeah. don't understand it. I think it should be a crime. And in France, they're trying to make it that. Now, a felony, let's not get carried away. But you should you should be fined like twenty five bucks if you don't pick up your dog poop.
1: Yeah, I think the tough part's gonna be uh, you know, dog ownership changes and like who, you know, who's hey, safe. Man. You know what I mean? Like how are you gonna prove who was walking
0: the dog? Like, but is that my problem? Is that my problem? It's your dog. If you hire like, a dog walker, you need to tell them, "Hey, you got to pick up the dog poop."
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I no, it's not your problem. But I just think it's a it's a fast track for. Suits and trouble and, you know, just, well, Hey, uh, you know, the government, uh, sent me a, a fine in the mail and it wasn't even me. They don't have evidence.
0: Like, come on. I'm a big believer that, okay, if your dog's going to pee on stuff, you shouldn't let that's your dog, dog run dog around does. and pee pee on stuff, but that's what dogs do. But you should have to pick up their, their dog poop. Yeah. You you have to do it. Todd James says it's great fertilizer, all jokes aside.
1: It really is, though.
0: But is it should it be criminal if you do not should it be a crime? Is I that think too it much? should
1: be a crime, yes. So that if you get
0: caught, they can fine you. Yes. Uh Domer WAP. Hey, Domer! <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, hey, Monty, just stopping by. I love the show. Keep doing your thing. Oh, and lately, Cleop has been reminding me of Mr. Rourke from Fantasy Island. Love the emergency show reference. Do you Have you ever heard of Fantasy no. Island? No. Do you know who Mr. Rourke is? No. Do you know who Tattoo is? No. deep plane Like he's little dude in the crowd Oh, what are you talking about, man? Do you know who John Gage is? No. You
3: don't. Who the f- is that guy?
0: I watch it every night. I watch it every single night. Absolutely, I watch it every single night. And I love that show. I love that show. Right. I do. Emergency, uh, and I can't remember what channel it's on. I think it's on FETV, like Family Ion. Entertainment TV. No, not ION. It's on like Family Entertainment TV. Um... Let's see. You can ask people if they are gay. You can't ask people if they are gage anymore. Why not? Johnny Gage. He was an amazing. How dare you? You know, Elaine Tran says, I have a German spitz. Does that mean you pick up the poop? Um, He says, I pick up after my dog. My dog caca's all over the house. (laughs) Uh, I mean, you should probably get him snipped. That's how other dogs get pregnant. When you caca all over the house, that's what you mean. <laughs> O.G. Gary, I pick up after my dog. Even people in my own community don't pick up, and now we shame them on the community Facebook page. <laughs> that's right. Uh, hard time for Fife's dump, bro. Fifi's dump. Yeah, I think you should do seven to ten upstate. Yeah. Send them to Rikers. They'll stop not picking up their poop. I'm
1: doing nickel upstate.
0: Yeah. Damn it. Uh, and donuts. I've seen little green bags on trails here in Ketchum, Idaho. Sucks. That drives me crazy. If you're going to put your dog poop in a bag, don't leave it sitting on the ground. Like, take it with you or throw it out. I. I mm. Kurt Meyer says, "Good evening, people. Good evening, Kurt. Uh, fat Jesus, you can't ask people if they. Why? I want to ask people if they are gauged uh, Y-Zone says, should be the same as littering. Mike Smith says, the plane. That's right. Fantasy Island. The plane, the plane. That's right, Truck Stop Gumby. Oh, what
2: are you talking about, man?
0: OG Gary, $500 fine for the anti-pooper scoopers.
2: Yeah,
1: that's what I'm saying.
0: That's what I'm saying. Kurt Meyer says, generation gap, truly. Yeah, facts. Uh Elaine Tran, dogs pee to communicate. Mike yeah, they're Smith-
1: leaving their scent, marking their areas. Mike
0: Smith says, so do I. <laughs> yeah. God, I love you, Mike. Uh, isn't cow poo? cow turd. Could be. Cow poo is uh, horrible. So there's a uh, driving range that we go to and a little muni golf course here that's right by a sewage treatment plant, I think it's called. Dude, when the wind is blown in the wrong direction, nah, bro. Not good, bro. Nah, no. Uh, Domer Watt, Monty, you are really funny, Paisan. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, truck stop Gumby says dog turd. Uh, Jet Wayman, I have a cat. I'm good. Dude, Jet,
1: come on, bro. That's an issue.
0: Like, Dude, no. y- you're gonna Jet. lose your ribeye privileges at this First point. Of I mean, all, come on, Jet. I thought you were single, cause no single man has a cat. Yeah, like no single what? no single men have cats. Like how? They they they're That's no. It's ridiculous. No. No. It's really despicable. Pierre Gatling. The Pac-12 continues to deliver the wrong message in realignment. Pac Read on 10. to see why that is and more. Jason Shear, very good information. Okay. That's cool. Biohazard, yes. Are dogs team lean? They're not. I don't believe they are. No, their team's sit, dude. They are. Mike Smith. Fart drops always make me giggle like a schoolgirl. Yeah. I was told by somebody today that Jake plays too many drops. What? <laughs> I, Jake. Me, uh, you know, Saul Goodman team squat. Damn right. Yeah, they yeah. are team squat. Uh, OG Gary, cat people are hands down the worst.
1: I mean, I'm just surprised that the Kyle, Kyle
0: King of Utah, is but, a cat guy. But am I wrong about that? Like dudes are not cat guys, right? Like dudes are not cat guys. Like, I, I I don't hate cats. Cats hate me. Yeah. You it's know, a, it's so really it's a, a cat problem. It's kind of a hate-hate relationship. Yeah. At this point, right? Like, I mean, I don't hate cats. I mean, nobody like. <laughs> nobody do. Nobody likes cats. That's right, T. Dumberwop. George Costanza. Guys with cats. Uh, nope. Exactly. Mike Smith. Never too many drops. Never drive past cows anymore. Why? Uh, okay. What do you mean? Uh, Monty owes a ribeye. It is his pet cat or he is co-parenting a pet cat with one of the Draper moms. You
3: Could
0: be. are not. <laughs> Could be. Could be. Uh, Todd James, cats are weird. Yes, they are. And Donuts, Jake carries the load. That's right. That's right. That's right. All virgins do. Yeah. Uh, J.K. Marshall, I grew up in a house of cats. I dig them. Really? Really? I, hate- I used to have a, a cat named Foxy. That's the last thing I remember as a kid. My innocence was gone. You know? No? Well, okay. That's awkward now. Roger Dodger! What's up, homie? Where you been, Roger Sales? It's usually kids who don't pick up dog poo. Take away their underwear and give it to someone who needs it. Oh, my God. Damn! Jeez Louise. Okay. Uh, Bryce Martin says, dudes aren't cat guys. You should come to Austin more, mate. (laughs) Right? Cats are better outdoors. I... So we have a little community in our, you know, the ring doorbell app. So we have this community and it's constantly, Oh, Hey, my cat's lost. Hey, has anybody seen my cat? Hey, um, there's a loose cat in my backyard. Mm, That's what we're calling it now. (laughs) Draper moms, Todd James, who wants to hear random meowing throughout the day? Not me. I can teach my dog to not bark. How does one teach it not to meow? Well, how do you get it to stop meowing right meow?
3: Honestly, I'd start stroking, guys.
0: <laughs> okay. That's how. God, I would not do that. do I need to jump off. I need to give my cat a bath. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly right. Travis says, I hate the smell of cat spray in a house, and cats are kind of evil, to be real. But, dude, I hate litter boxes. Yeah, dude. I mean, why would you bring that hate inside, dude? I hate it. Uh, House of Cats, the new series. Animals belong in the wild or on the dinner table. Ron says, God. Ron's on one today. Mike Smith, support your local cat house. Ding. See what he he did there. Uh, Outdoor cats are bad enough. Cats in the house, you don't have a cat. You have a litter box service for your feline masters. Exactly. Facts. Uh, Dan, I love cats. They taste like chicken. Oh, my God. Bro bro. What? Um, Roger sales. I love cats. Tastes like chicken. What am I missing? What, what did I miss? I must've missed something. I don't, I don't know. not know. a ribeye cat houses. Smell funny. Uh, Kurt Peters. My favorite Chinese restaurant was with- no, uh, JK Marshall. <laughs> no. I'm not reading that. It's not like dogs smell great, but they don't smell bad. My dog doesn't smell like yeah, anything. Yeah, and like dogs are at least relatable.
1: You know, like you can like talk to
0: your dog. Cats are just elitist. Oh god, fat cheeses. Cats and blue cheese all day, baby. No, <laughs> no, dude. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Yeah,
1: no way, dude. No,
0: oh. no, no. Travis, cat litter is is definitely an acquired smell then if the cat is spraying carpet and drywall it's almost unbearable my god
1: dude god why man,
0: dude why truck stop whoa oh, oh. truck stop gumby says uh, some smell like the seafood market oh truck stop gumby says suddenly i'm craving super chicks yes jet wayman bro my cat was raised with two dogs. He has very good manners. He goes outside to do his business. Does he <laughs> <really>? <laughs> See, now that, that's
1: more like uh, some that's, jet energy. That's better. Jet's like, I'm a cat guy,
0: but that cat's going to take his ass outside. J.K. Marshall says dogs are too clingy. No. No, no, no. What would I do without you? Saul Goodman. Anybody mistaken cat food for tuna once? Nope. Nope. Never. Uh and donuts, then you have a b you have bird people, oh my God, what's worse? Cat people or bird people, oh my God, people with birds yeah no
1: no nah.
0: Soft person in nah i'm I'm, when, I'm fine if you know a cat if you know a bird person, give them a cat that'll take care of the bird person, Travis, I heard subway mistakes tuna for something jury's still out on that though. Oh. <laughs> Nar, Wow. nar, Wow. Mike Smith, do cats and beavers taste like chicken? Stop! Bro. Bro. I've dude. decided to join you all for the last 13 minutes of the show, Aaron Wilson says. <laughs> right on time, Aaron. Hope you got that whiskey handy. Yeah. Matt Ritson, I love my cat over dog barks all day to take a dump in the middle of the carpet. Cat knows where the litter box is. <laughs> wow. Uh, okay. Uh, Ron Loney People can't provide for their kids, and then they want a pet? Really? Dude. Dude, get off the soapbox, please. Todd James, especially parrots. They talk back. Creeps me out. Totally creeps me out. One more. Gary, take the cat back to the Humane Society. Problem solved. Wow. All right. Can we talk about who your favorite actor is? Because I got to tell you, Mrs. Monty drugged me by the teeth. To go and see Mission Impossible over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Sunday, when it was like 137 degrees out, because isn't it always these days? Yeah. We went and saw Mission Impossible, the new one, and it was amazing. It was everything you wanted. Tom Cruise was awesome. And I know everybody's going to be like, bro, Scientology. Scientology, mother. I get it. L. Ron Hubbard, I get it. He's dead too. God bless. Right. My point is, Tom Cruise is one of my favorite actors. Whether Stud. it is Top Gun, Mission Impossible, he is a phenomenal stunt actor. And I look at my favorite movies, Bobby De Niro. Absolutely, Stud. there. But Bob De Niro is not Bobby D anymore. No, he's not that guy from Heat anymore, dude. Right? He's got thirty-seven children now. Um, I look at I look at a guy like Russell Crowe from Gladiator, dude, Maximus is not. Maximus plays football at BYU now. Like, Russell Crowe ain't that dude anymore. Although that movie where he had, like, a high-stakes poker game and all that stuff, that was a great movie. My favorite actor right now, that's a tough one, dude. I think Tom Cruise has to be in the conversation.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'd probably go Killian Murphy right now.
0: I think that's a really I mean, solid he's, choice. He's
1: up there. I, I, I think you know. I found him uh, in *Peaky Blinders*, obviously. Great um, show. Yeah, phenomenal show. Super relatable. Um, but I have to say, expectations for *Oppenheimer*, right? Expectations. Huge I mean, expectations. I, I, I mean, obviously, I I've just become a, a Christopher Nolan fanatic. Love the guy. Love the way he makes movies. Love the feel, the vibe. Like just just a huge fan. Uh, And yeah, it's movies like Oppenheimer where folks like Killian Murphy, uh, you know, make your legacy, right? I mean, this is one of those movies where you got to perform and absolutely you're damn right. I'm paying extra to see it in IMAX because that's how it was meant to be seen. So for me, that's probably who I'd go with right now. Uh, I love Emily Blunt on the ladies' side, big fan of hers, Um, but there's a lot of choices.
0: I think Killian Murphy is a really good one. Peaky Blinders is one of the best shows ever. Yeah. Um, Tom
1: Hardy is there for me, too. Love Tom Hardy. Depends really on the role. Hasn't really done, him, done him a lot, though. Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner, definitely.
0: Now, I don't know if he can act as well as he used to, but we'll see. Um, let's see. What do you guys... Wow, look at all you guys. Tom Cruise is crazy as fuck, but really good in most movies. He's a great actor, though. Yeah. I didn't say who's my best human being. Who's your favorite actor? Uh, Jet Wayman. The cat, for real. I don't have a litter box. He basically is a pup in a cat's body. Okay. Domer Watt. The show is lit. Thank you. Domer. Domer. <laughs> Alan Alda. Favorite actor. <laughs> Stop. Oh, MASH. Do, 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 Have you ever seen an episode of MASH? <laughs> no. Yeah, I uh, Shooter Texas, uh, already read that one. Kurt Peters, Scientology must be real. The dude doesn't age. Seriously. Truck Stop Gumby says Tommy Lee Jones. Okay. Okay. Uh, Monty a ribeye. Tom knows what he's doing. Yes, he does, even though he broke his ankle on that m- film. Uh, Brendan Fraser and Bruce Willis, Jorge says. I don't disagree with Bruce Willis. Love that dude. Um, Jeremy Callahan, are you not entertained? Seriously, Seriously bro. I, I love that movie. Oh,
1: DiCaprio, certainly.
0: Oh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Certainly. For sure. Certainly. Uh Saul Goodman. Mine is Bob Odenkirk. See what he did there? Like, cause better call Saul. Okay. Uh Gary Oldman is so underrated in Stard. my opinion. Same for Vigo. Uh Gary Oldman in the fifth element. Dude. Dude from Peaky Blinders, Jet Wayman says. Yep. Killian Murphy. Todd James, Jeremy Renner, specifically in the Hurt Locker. Oh, so good. Mayor of Kingstown. Peaky Blinders, Aaron Wilson says eight out of ten. Truck Stop Gumby, Rudy Ray Moore. Don't know who that is. I probably do. Jim Choi, Fat Man and the Little Boy was a good one. Oppenheimer has expectations. Yes, it does. Big time. Um, Shooter Texas, you just love the blunt. Yes, I yes, do. Yes, Jake does. Yes, I do. Yes, he does. Saul Goodman. Have been watching the show Suits. Great actors. Love Suits. Yep. Any Boardwalk Empire fans in here? Steve Buscemi. Oh, man. Come on. Steve Buscemi was in Sopranos first. Don't forget that. Uh, Jack Lemmon. Stop, Anna. Jack Lemmon. Brian Cranston. Again, Saul Goodman. Uh, Clint Eastwood. Yes. Stud. Yes. Gene Hackman dead, De Niro alive. Gene Hackman, good one. Yes, Hoosiers. Hoosiers. Uh, the lyric, Denzel. Facts. Yes. Fact. What about Christian
1: Bale, bro? Talk about dude. He's talented, man. He has done a lot of different things. Ben Affleck. Rather have Christian Bale.
0: You saw the town, right? Yes. Okay. That
1: doesn't mean I'd rather have Ben Affleck though.
0: Okay. Uh, Aaron Wilson, do I have to fight Monty over MASH? No, M- MASH is not a bad show. Uh, and Donuts, Hollywood Union strike ends or pack deal? What's first? Pack deal. I think that ho- – did you hear <sighs> – The
1: vitriol in that Hollywood thing is real.
0: You had a studio executive talking about how the studios – because right now there's an actor and writer strike. Yeah. Ron Perlman, who's an actor – put up a post after a Hollywood executive said the goal of the strike is to sweat these actors and writers out of their houses and apartments as in to say, well, you're going to lose your house. So you have to take less money from the, from the, from management. Yeah. And Ron Perlman went in and essentially said, we know who you are that said that. We know where you live. Let's talk about you losing your house. Like, he went in, dude. Yeah. He went in for certain. Uh, Domer Wop gives us $5 say, Do I make you laugh? Am I funny? How funny? Funny like a clown? Go get your shine box. What am I, funny? Funny like a clown? <laughs> <laughs> dude. I, I, Joe Pesci. Stud. Hmm. Uh, OG Gary, I wait for movies to come to Apple, then I rent them. As long as the trailer is nice and the movie looks cool, I'm watching yeah, too. Yeah,
1: but Gary, dude, Oppenheimer is one of those that you got to see in the theater, yeah, man. That's I agree.
0: one of those movies. Uh, Eminem says, Jake's my favorite actor due to the new haircut. What do I Thank have you. to do? Thank you. That's like the third one Thank for you. him. Thank Even you. though people rip him because he can't grow facial hair. I got a haircut too. I have feelings. Now, I might be fat, but I have a haircut, so I look less Fat?
2: Fat. I'm a man.
0: <laughs> come on, man. Pierre Gatling, Jason Shear. our source close to the situation has informed us that nothing has changed. That means there has been no deal presented and nobody actually knows where it's going to come Bro, from. I love you, but go back to the beginning of the show.
1: Yeah. We spent two
0: hours on that, man. Yep. Appreciate you being here, Pierre. Jet Wayman, Matt Damon. Yes, Stud. Jack Nicholson. Yes. De Niro and Joe Pesci. Yes. Ben Affleck is mid. Wrong. I'd hit that. Uh, I wouldn't. I'd, well, Jennifer. But J-Lo, J-Lo, yes or no? Yes. Okay. Nate Davis, Bradley Cooper, hangover. Yeah. Speaking of hit. What lock, about McConaughey? He doesn't wear deodorant. Yeah. He kind was of really good. good in The Lincoln Lawyer. Really good. Mark Wahlberg. Yes. Those abs. Uh, Shooter Texas, Robert Downey Jr. He yes. is Iron Man. He is. Again, Oppenheimer. Yep. Um, Eddie Murphy. Yes. Is Robert Downer Jr. in Oppenheimer? Yes. Okay. Saul Goodman. Going to the movie is going to end soon. I I hope not. Same. I I love... You know what? My wife
1: is... Have you been to the theater uh, at the new Mountain View development? I have not. Dude, got
0: to go there. Awesome theater. We went together one time there. Remember that movie like way at night? Did we? Yeah, we saw something there. No, that
1: was at the district. No.
0: No. Me, you, and Mrs. Monty went and saw a movie there. Okay. I can't remember what it was. but um, Dune. Was it Dune? Dune, By the way, Dune Dune new amazing. The new Dune is coming out. Yes. Looks so good. Uh, I'm a huge fan of going to the movies. I am a huge fan of popcorn and sugar-free lemonade and... Mike and Ike's and Reese's Pieces. I'm a huge fan. And I don't eat much sugar, but, dude... Candy at the movies is better than candy not at the movies. There's no doubt. Domer Wop. Uh, yes, the, I, I did read that one already. I'm a terrible person. Uh, Dave M., why is ESPN responsible for the Pac 12 presidents making a poor decision?
1: Okay, we've been over this. Go back to the front. Yeah,
0: Kurt Peters, McConaughey for president. Um, Truck stop Gumby, Monty saying, I'm a man, size 40 inches. <laughs> I'm a man. That's messed up, bro. It's hurtful. It's hurtful. Wahlberg Nicholson in Departed. Yes. Yes. The accents were amazing. I, you know, uh, Brandon Unruh. I've liked every movie Matt Damon has starred in. He's a good actor. Born, dude. He's the Born movie. Born or Mission Impossible? Probably Born.
1: Oh,
0: but, it's close. But you know
1: the thing with Mission Impossible that I think Tom deserves a lot of credit for. Tom, the uh, a the longevity and the number of movies he's made. I think I think and there's more coming. We like to hate on people for like like not that Mission Impossible and like Fast and Furious as an example. Fifty seven thousand versions of Fast and Furious. But what you can't say is that it's not successful. Every time they make one of those movies, it does incredibly well. Yeah. And I think Tom Cruise deserves a lot of credit for that. Now, I personally, agree. if I'm sitting on my couch, what am I going to watch? I'd probably watch Born first.
0: Probably would. Yep. I totally agree. And when you're sitting on your couch, make sure you get to BladeHQ.com. BladeHQ.com. The best knives from the best knife makers at BladeHQ.com, where they have every piece of gear that you need. I was looking at their website today um bladehq.com has right now if you go to their website um they have a klyashnikov knife for 54.99 on their website their daily deal is a bear ops bear song eight for 74.99 that's usually 94.95 and they have deals every day and they have them from Spiderco, kershaw protec we knife like all of their all of their brands kershaw Um, always has deals of the day at bladehq.com because bladehq.com has over 15,000 pieces in stock ready to ship to you today. Um, Their website is super easy. You can sort it by their newest knives, their best sellers, any of their knives that are on sale. And by the way, if you're an outdoorsman and you need tools and gears, they have apparel, outdoor and survival from flashlights, backpacks, pouches, um, baton's and lanterns, axes, shovels, machetes, and swords—you name it, they've got it. Tactical pens, batons—yes, they have it. Uh, Gerber's, Swiss Army knives, Leatherman—they've got everything you need. Outdoorsmen, hunters, survivalists—just a knife collector? Yeah, they've got pieces you've never seen before. At BladeHQ.com, make sure you tell them you heard about it. On the Monty Show. As a reminder, tomorrow on the show we'll be on. Did we ever make a decision on what time we're? I think we said seven to ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're kind of so, a big deal. Six to nine Pacific. Nine to noon Eastern. Seven to ten Mountain. Tomorrow. Uh, yeah, because we're playing in a client's golf tournament tomorrow. Yeah, let's Man. go. That's tomorrow on the show. Until which time, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.